Foreplay Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Gamers McDonald, and with me, we have a few newcomers this week. <laughs> uh, should have a pretty New. good pretty good show. We've got some video games to talk about, some Japan, sure. some games, and some Japanese games, maybe mm-hmm. even, if we're lucky. Uh, with me, as always, to my right, stage left, that's uh, Justin Red Ranger Epperson. Yeah. Also known as JJ. That's me. People in the know. Red Ranger. What would that be about? Excited about about the new Power Rangers movie, which to Ah. me says you have small children. (laughs) Yes. Well, so I'm not excited about it, but I'm like... You've convinced yourself to be uh, interested in it. It could have been... might be okay. It could have been a lot worse. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. Right. Um, But actually... Did you see it? I saw the trailer. Oh, okay. And like, I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Anyways... Your uh, son is super into it. He's super into it. And what are the Power Rangers even called these days? What, what was, first of all, there's many different Power Rangers, yes. right? But uh, so what is the every one year we're it's a new one? About? So the one the one we're talking about is just the movie Power Rangers. They're not connected to any sort of Super Sentai series. It's Wait. like a, a wholly American thing. The movie. Oh, this is an American. Yeah. Oh, all right. I just assumed that this was like the yeah. uh, Sentai Ranger. Nope. Something it's or other. The whole, totally American young. Huh. Uh, did they get that guy Novel. to do it who made that the gritty reboot or whatever? I like, don't know. Bullshit little thing. I don't. I don't think so. Though right. it looks like more like a like a Harry Potter, you know, young novel. Yeah, young adult a, novel. If it's the American actual Power Rangers thing, I think we've already spent too much time talking right. about. But it. actually, so wait, we it, it, and I'm doubly surprised that you are like it looks like it could be okay. Is, is this the one with the game theme? No, so that's actually what I want to talk about. The uh, the fuck the movie. The so the new Common Rider series just started in Japan. Yeah, and the new Common Rider is uh, based on video games. How um, how so? Uh, how do you mean? How do you mean? Uh, he has a uh, a belt called the Game Driver that, like, game when he driver, morphs, he like morphs that. into like a level one action game character. Okay. And then he like levels up and changes forms and stuff like that. But the the premise of the show, the the main character, uh, when he was young, got really sick mm. and uh, he had to be hospitalized. Mm. And he had this surgery, and then after he had his surgery, the doctor came in and was like. You did good, kid. And hands him a wonder swan. <laughs> <laughs> like a wonder swan. <laughs> because the show is sponsored by Bandai. Oh, okay. All right. uh, so he hands now, him a, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. He hands him a wonder swan, and then he becomes like this like you know, expert video gamer slash doctor. Is he playing like go- Ghosts and Goblins on the Wonder Swan <laughs> on it? Or? He, he doesn't actually, they don't actually show him any games, but... Uh, in the like current the the you know that's like the past, but in the current day storyline, yeah. um, uh, each common writer is based off a video game from that world, and and the main character is based off of basically a Kirby clone called Mighty Action X, <laughs> um, which right. is almost Mighty Number no. Nine. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, so are are they fighting within a video game world? Do they like, leap into TVs, or is it like mixed? Re- is it like where CG characters are yeah, in the it, it, like, real world. Yeah, they, they like put, they morph and then... Uh, so they're mighty t- morphing. It turns into like an AR situation where all over the real world, game yeah. blocks and stuff like, and treasure chests will show up. And like, if they open a treasure chest, it'll give them a power up. Or if they break a block like Mario. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. It's, it's, uh, it's fun. Is Kamen Rider a thing in the West? No. Like, oh, it w- was released, they tried it twice. As what? Once Masked as Masked Rider uh-huh. during the whole Power Rangers boom, and then again uh, a few years ago, but they totally fucked it up. They must mm. have been so pissed. It's like, what, why the Power Rangers working and this not? Like, what the hell? People? Because uh, the Common Rider tends to 
to uh, skew a little bit older. Mm. And, like, you have to be, like, you know, four years old to, like, Power Rangers and... Do you still go to the, like, the local mall thing where the mass where the Sometimes, yeah. show up? And... Though I will say he's kind of cooling off really? on the whole in thing. popularity? Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, how long has that been popular now? Forever. Right? I mean, 20, 30 years? The Power Six? Rangers are on their 40th anniversary. Jesus! Wow. Yeah. Not quite yet on his uh, 40th anniversary. That is Roy Cute or Cool Blakely. Hmm. Roy. Right, I get the reference. Which yes. is it? I don't. I, I ended up going with cool. You did? Yeah. Is that, is that for real or is that just a conceit that you chose because you uh, get a better item? Or no, no. So what I, happened to Passion? Passion passion was the weird category, kind okay. of like the... So this is you're the, choosing the type of girl that you like. Right. For, right. what was it, Ray? For Idolmaster Cinderella Girls. Which <laughs> and is, uh, <laughs> when did you start playing this game? I started playing it yesterday. I downloaded it on the on my bus ride home. Wow. This is an intervention. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, to Roy's right. <laughs> Don't, I want to know why he started playing it. Roy is big into, you know, that yeah, kind of Yeah, idol that culture, kind of games. I'm all about I that. I mean, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. He's, you know, a big Nude Maker yep. fan and uh, has followed a lot of the, uh, the Idol Master games for I a long time. I think you mean Pr- Princess Maker, Nude Maker is uh, different. No, Nude Maker is a developer. I know. Yeah. But they don't. I don't think they make Idol games. I thought they made Idol Master. Did they not make the first Idol That's Master? That's Namco. Oh, who right. knows? Yeah, I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> well, CJJ, we've now outed you as also uh, knowing way too much about the uh, about the Idol Master series. No, Roy, why are you doing this? Explain so yourself. Justify your existence. Okay. okay. So there's an upcoming Grand Blue collaboration where <laughs> the more you've accomplished in this Idol Master game, the more rewards you get in Grand Blue. Uh-huh. So I'm taking a Grand Blue break to play the shit out of this awful garbage <laughs> piece of shit game. Is so it also that, free? Is it free to play? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that by the time that the event starts, I can just get everything Cha-ching. and just be done. So what are you doing in this uh, other Idol uh, Master game? Well, most of it is just tapping. Like literally, there's like a. So you you collect. What are you tapping, Roy? <laughs> <laughs> what are you tapping? <laughs> mm. It's just it's a, a family. What podcast. are you tapping, Roy? It's just Point a, on the doll. So where are you tapping? <laughs> Um, it's just a button that says work. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's good. It's not like a, it's not like a fire emblem situation. No. or anything like why that. Why does it all say right. work? Well, so work you JJ, re- yeah. you recruit. Uh, you're you're a producer. Yeah. And girls come to you that want to be idols, and you hire them. Uh huh. Like and you then do. You send them out to to work, and then <laughs> as one does. And then you <laughs> pimp. Yeah, yeah. Like idol you pimp them. You pimp yeah. them out. You work them. They and then are... then new ones come, and you merge them together into stronger ones. Wait, do you, <laughs> you, you do not? <laughs> yeah, you, you do. Well, kind of. You train them. It's called training, but technically you're, you're doing like the same as in any other free-to-play game where yeah. you have two of something, you combine them, and you get like a slightly well, better... What's the fictional... <laughs> like, what's happening in the, in the you're in pi- actual fiction? In the actual fiction, you're picking, you're picking someone to train the other one, uh-huh. but for some reason, one of them she goes away after the... Yeah. <laughs> she disappears inside yeah. of her. And then, then right. they end up with better clothes afterwards. Wow. So, okay. I don't know. Uh, wow. So, uh, what, who is your top number one? Yeah. Are you actually, like, I naming them? Roy? Well, no, they, they all have names. They're all set oh. characters in this... You can't name them yourself? No, I don't... Well, actually, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> they must make some decent, like you know, like uh, for a game like that, which probably isn't very good or popular. I'm assuming, like they probably get a lot of new users because, like, for every oh, yeah. hundred thousand oh, people oh, yeah. like Roy, yep. 
even if 5,000 of them keep playing the game after this this thing is over, like, that's 5,000 people who would have never went anywhere near that game. In UA, John, that is new user acquisition. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> They're all about it. And I'm sure uh, Grand Blue. Like, so have you done anything like this before with other games like that yeah. have tie-ins? Yeah, there was one for Tales of Link. Okay. With, uh, with... But that one is borderline. Grimble. You'd have interest in it already. Um, well, it's it's more of a game. I'll say that. Right. It's more of like you got to kind of think sometimes. But this is like, are you not questioning now? Like, how far would I go? Like, yeah. what would I not? Uh, do what would you not do for yeah. Grand I mean, Blue? <laughs> I would. I I still haven't spent any money on it. Okay. I think that's well. That's fair. Okay. I'm, I'm on the. I'm like close to it though. One could argue. Close. Yeah. That the time you're spending creating cool idols uh-huh. almost is worse than just like right. just like five dollars. Paying five dollars or <laughs> yeah. downloading Idol Master ten hours, <laughs> like tapping on work. I don't know. Yeah, no. I, I, okay, I guess I see your point, but <laughs> moving on. While Roy ponders his uh, life choices, his life choices. Yes, uh, that is uh, John Kitakita Ricciardi. <laughs> Hi. Ah. Shiny, shiny, shiny John. Shiny John. As he's also John? known as. I wanted you to call me Ultimate Cracker. <laughs> no, that would have been good too, though. Yes. That, we, we had that as your nickname, Mark. Oh, that would, oh, would have been good. <laughs> the, uh, the res achievement. The res achievement. Yes, Ultimate Cracker. Preserved for posterity. Because you're cracking codes, JJ. You're a hacker. Oh, and that kind of cracker. you in Japan, and that's what you called it. So ultimately, uh. you are the Ultimate Cracker. <laughs> I think it's kind of a hard achievement to get to. Like, people online are like, from before, like, how do I, I can't get it. It didn't unlock for me like what's going on oh really i didn't actually pay attention to what the you had to do to get it i just saw it and i knew i had to have it but um so but no you are kira kira what princess dx kira Kira star knight dx i think it's called the new new famicom game that just Ah. came out last week and uh, i picked it up since i made by who uh well the creator of the game is a guy named Ricky but uh the the um the, uh, the he, that's like his R I K I that's like his name he's like he's kind of known in the scene or whatever but the uh-huh. publisher is like I forget like Columbus Circle Columbus Circle there you go oh, I was gonna say Cosmic Barrel is close <laughs> um, are they the same people one. that put out that uh the Famicom the eight bit music, music yeah exactly thing. we talked about that what like is that a year ago uh, six we'll... months ago something like that I forget sometime oh yeah last... you're right no it was early yeah. this year yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're the same people. This is the second thing they've put out this year. It's a, it's basically comes in the full packaging, you know, like a real, I mean, not real a real, like real size box. Famicom box, yeah. real cartridge, little instruction manual. Sold on Amazon or yep. like retro stores and things, yep. places like that. What, how much did it cost? 40, 40, uh, 40 bucks? 35, 40 bucks, something like that. Yeah, okay. not too bad. Hmm. And you're just um, like, I'm, I don't know or care what this is. I'm just going to buy it because it's... Kind of, because it's like a new, it's like a novelty, things. right? It's like a new, what'd yeah. you say? Because you gather things. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Not as a collector. No, I wanted to gather a Because new you would Famicom never just <laughs> buy something as a collector. No, because if I did, I wouldn't have ever opened it, right? I mean, I opened it, I threw out the plastic. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like that that offends actual collectors. Wait, you threw away the plastic? Yeah, who, I don't. It keeps the cartridge in the box because it doesn't come with like nice plastic, like real Famicom games. Yeah. It, it literally comes like it's like they put it in a little plastic bag and put tape oh, on that. it, and it's like oh, no, well, inside you, the cartridge box. You can still box. sell it. Oh, okay, it's, there's still a box. well in Japan, probably not. In Japan, like you will lose value for not having that, but I don't care. Like right. Um, but yeah, I have. I just got the AVS. Right, we talked about that last time. Mm-hmm. The sort of the NES clone, and ironically, this doesn't work on it yet. Um, it works, which is real hardware, but it doesn't work on it. But it works on the Retro Freak, so I was able to play it on that. Would it work on an actual 
It works on an actual Famicom. Famicom? It does. Yeah. So I tweeted at the guys who made the AVS, and they said, like, yeah, they're looking into it, and they're going to try to fix it. But Interesting. Um, well, so what type of game is it? It's a, it's a weird platformer. Um, it's Wait, Mystery Guest, should we introduce you so you can also talk about this? You did know the, who published it. That's right. I'm aware uh, of Cosmic it? Gangster or whatever. Yes. Uh, Peter Raman and Reggae Brown, <laughs> erstwhile friend of the show. Nice. Uh, nice. Senior reviews editor at... Uh, are good friends over at uh, GameSpot. Yeah. Um, you also been playing this thing? No. Oh, I pre-ordered <laughs> it. <laughs> it's in the mail. Back to John. <laughs> um, oh, you, you ordered it. Yes, okay. I'll uh, play so it when I get was, home. This was on your radar. How did this get on your radar? Uh, I want to say about a year or two ago. Uh, was the first time that it was being shown at conventions. Um, oh, and this was just at Bit Summit. Okay, yeah, at some point. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, I, I was wondering why you just got it because I feel like I saw a trailer for it way back. Mm, yeah, so, but I, I don't think you could buy it. Yeah, this is DX, and there's like a non-DX version, so it's uh, possible that was out. I don't actually know the whole details. I, I don't. I was not someone who followed this forever the, i just saw the people who i follow who are into famicom games started playing right. it and i was like i want to play that too the footage it. i saw made it look very basic like you're just like it's basic. running and then you it's a platformer stars. so it's a platformer well no nah, platformer no it's like a side scroller basically all you do is jump you there's no shooting no anything else you are um basically but it's not a platformer you're moving from left to right well uh, no there's i mean it's more like there's a, runner, a ground right? so there's a platform but there's no like jumping around platforms and stuff what you're doing is Stars are coming out of the sky yeah. in waves. Kind of think like the way like enemies come out in Galaga. Like they come out in waves, right? And then they'll go off the screen if you don't get them all okay. in enough time. Yeah. So stars are coming down in the same way, and they'll be on the screen for a little while, and they yeah. do all kinds of different patterns before they go off. Mm-hmm. And you basically have to jump and get, or like walk into. Basically, you have to gather all the stars. And like, okay. if you get them all, you'll get like in one round, one wave. Let's call, let's stick to Galaga terms. If you get all the like stars in one wave, you'll get like a ten second bonus to the timer. Mm-hmm. The timer is constantly ticking down and you basically are trying to like beat the goal number of stars per level before okay. the timer's out it's like a score attack super simple yeah mm. um but i mean is it fun that sounds i mean so again like it's hard to judge just based on hearing and i want right. to watch a movie but it doesn't sound one of the reasons i bought it is because the the sound composers are amazing mm. like yuzo koshiro did a track manami oh. matsumai did a track uh nice. halley did a track like a bunch of like kind of really well-known japanese game composers <laughs> did the music so the music's really good the hmm. the jumping is eh, it's it's uh how do I put this? It's floaty. Like, it's not mm. what I would call, like, precision jumping. I mean, I think it's almost maybe intentional, but like it's... Like a it's, little big planet kind of? I was going to say. A little bit, kind of, yeah. It sounds pretty important for a game where all you can do is jump. I, yeah, I th- there's I two th- things. So you could jump normally, and then you could hold up on the D-pad and do, like, a high jump. And then mm. you can also, if you jump onto the side wall, like, you'll kind of bounce off it. So there's that's it as far as mechanics go. So, like, you, you're supposed to use the jumping and, like, figure out how to get around the screen as fast as possible with the jumping as it is. But I, I do wish it had tighter jumping controls because I feel like it would be easier to play better but you know how it is like it's one of those things where like maybe they thought is a good idea to do it like that to make it a little more challenging like right, in the same way Resident right. Evil has tank controls you know what it, I mean? it seems sure, more like yeah. a like a vehicle for the soundtrack more than a game that you would want to actually just play I think so game. it's not like it's horrible like, it's like something I made out put out by the same people who made yeah. the previous just all it was was a soundtrack on a Famicom right and it had some mini games and stuff on that thing but like they weren't anything yeah we were just messing with it today actually like there's huh. some stuff where like stars are coming different stars are coming down and mm-hmm. you're trying to collect them or coins or whatever but Okay. Like, it was mainly just a tool to play music. It's not bad. Like it's 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 
I, you know, if you knew about, if we were all playing it together, like competing for high scores, it might actually be kind of fun. But it's it's definitely like more of a novelty than anything else. Right? Does yeah. it have? Uh, it seems kind of weird to ask this, but does it have any sort of like net play or anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. No, it doesn't even have a pause button. Like you can't pause the game. You have to like, Whoa. yeah, it's, which is kind of odd. But well, yeah, um, I mean, what can you? You can't play it on anything that would have. Uh, Online. Right? Well, if you played it on like a Retro Freak or like an emulator machine, some of those have like ways to hook up to the internet. Yeah, actually, even the AVS has a thing where if you plug in a Ethernet cord, you can you can hook up to the internet. And, like, you could put probably you theoretically could build build in some sort of Wi-Fi chip <laughs> into the cart as well. I mean, hmm. I don't know if anybody's tried it, but there used to be sort of like a fax add-on for the Famicom that would enable some sort of telecom right. communication stuff. Right, <laughs> the fax machine. That's yeah, all. They, no big deal. I mean, yeah. they're still fax. readily available. <laughs> here. So. The point of these is all having the physical Famicom cart too. They're not going to make like a Steam version or anything like that. I I went games. to the website to try to find more info, and the website's pretty terrible but i it looks like there are there is a pc version or maybe oh. the maybe the pc version is not the dx maybe it was the previous one without oh, the dx right. or something but sure, sure. there's something out there you can look it up kira kira star knight um yeah so i guess um you know it's cool to have a new famicom game but it's 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 i it wouldn't sure. set your expectations too high or anything <laughs> right mm. yeah so peter that'll be waiting for you when you get back to uh bay area yeah i hope so uh how how are you doing what are you doing here uh, what brings you back to our fair our fair country, our fair land. Family Mart. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. Family Chicky. You got it bad for the Family Chicky. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, look. I've been here. I think the first trip was five years ago, and it's okay. a place I've always wanted to come to. And being a gatherer, I suppose, <laughs> um, it's it's tempting to come back all the time. And the tickets were so cheap. Uh, my girlfriend is amicable. She wants to come too because she likes all the sweet Japanese, you know, household goods nice. and stuff like that. Yep. So, yep. got cheap tickets. Came here and we've just been shopping and eating, and it's been great. Nice. So, nice what, have, what have you been shopping for? And what have you what have you found? Gosh. Have you picked up any any gathered any good yes <laughs> good gatherings? And uh, what have you been what have you been eating? A lot of ramen, I think. Uh, a bunch of ramen. Like. Uh, a lot of gyoza. Which oh, will never stop. Oh, you've already done the gyoza. I thought oh, we were, we were going to save it. It was going to be our special, our special night. Well, it will be special. <laughs> just to, you know, <laughs> not the first. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. No. Uh, this trip has been a lot about PC Engine and Saturn games. I bought a Duo mm, R nice. in uh, Hong Kong last year. Nice. Oh. Um, and I didn't really buy a lot of stuff between then and now. Uh, but this year, I've kind of come armed with like, okay, what's the right price for these things? Yeah. What am I going to spend? Mm. Um, talk to me. Talk to me. Give me some. Give me some titles you were searching for, and kind of your your price range and what you uh, found them. I'm embarrassed to talk about the price range. Um, <laughs> so, because this is kind of booming. Like PC Engine is now. Like people are now shifting. I think to PC Engine, which is kind of like B class up until now. But people have now run out of like the 8 bit stuff. Forget about it. Even the 16 yeah. bit stuff. Nintendo stuff goes first here, Sega stuff, Mega yeah. Drive stuff, and now, well, PC Engine, I mean, did fine here. It, it was popular here, but it, for whatever reason, not super huge in the collectibles, but I think is getting that way now. It's yeah. kind of just yeah, really getting, hitting its stride. Uh, it's interesting because you see a lot of like Sega arcade games that Hudson did ports to mm-hmm. the PC Engine for mm-hmm. that ended up turning out much better than their uh, Mega Drive counterparts, like Space Harrier and Outrun, for example, are two mm-hmm. really good games that just are much better on the PC Engine. They're faster, um, and they're crisper as well. Um, so, so Hudson yeah, did those ports. Hudson did those ports. Um, beyond that, I'm picking up other Hudson games like Superstar Soldier. Soldier Blade was on the top of mm. my list. Okay. Nice. Um, for Saturn, uh, 
a few heavy hitters this trip. Uh, Battle Gorega, which was a eating raising joint, mm-hmm. uh, shoot 'em up. That is a little pricey, but I found it for like a hundred dollars less than it goes on eBay at Trader. Oh wow! So that was what a good is a hundred dollars less than it goes for on eBay? I do have. Come on, come on. Saturn <laughs> prices are like ridiculous do, right now. It. Saturn prices are really bad. It's was so it over a thousand dollars? No, no, no. I'm not that crazy. No, no, no. How Jesus. much? Uh, it's two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks. But Panzer Dragoon Saga, I think, is going for like nine hundred dollars these days. The English uh, is, yeah, ish. It's about six hundred. That's one I keep my eye on because I that and Snatcher on Sega CD or two that I'm sort of like my white whales like. Someday I'll buy them. I like Damn, remember I when $150 sounded insane for Panzer Dragoon Saga, but yeah. like, oh well, that's retirement plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then picking up things like Bonk 2 on PC Engine. You okay. Know, like just, just sort of the. It's kind of garbage. The classic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. This is garbage. Mm. I'll buy it anyway. Like, garbage series that yeah. was always garbage and <laughs> never did anything interesting. Tell us how but, you really feel. Um, <laughs> um, wait, what else on Saturn? What else did you get? Any other Saturn games? Uh, Guardian Force, which is another nice. sort of arcade shooter, but mm. you, you have a tank, so it's omnidirectional mm. in a way. Uh, and these are uh, STV arcade conversions, which was yeah. essentially the Saturn arcade mm-hmm. board. Yeah. Right. So they're direct conversions. And I've. Is that Titanum? I think it's something else. Was Titanum? Uh, no, that's it. The... Okay, that's it, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I've been looking for other games like that because that just sort of plays to my sensibilities. Like, I love. Yeah. I love collecting, like, certain categories of games. Like, yeah. yes, there are companies I follow in series, but the idea of having a complete Titan collection mm. sounds pretty great. Mm, uh, sure. So things like Dynamite Decca. Uh, mm-hmm. Decathlete, you know, I'm looking for those, but oh, I'm actually having a so hard good. time finding the cheaper games. Did you, do, you, do you have Radiant Silver Gun? Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, I picked that up uh, yeah, a couple years know, ago. Do you know the arcade game? I'm not sure if it's a Titan game or not, but it was around that era. Uh, it's called Wing War. It's a flat shade. Wings of War. It's, it's called no. Wing War. Wing War. Yeah, it's a Sega arcade game, two player versus. Oh, no. F- quote unquote, I guess, fighting, I would call it, but you, you choose an airplane. All flat shaded polys. It was like after virtual racing, after virtual cop, um, but still in that flat shaded polygon era, which I really like the look of that era. It's actually a really good, really fun, cool game, but I I don't think it, it never came out for any home system. I don't know that one. Okay. I yeah. was thinking, at, do you know Gynog? Like Wings of W-O-R? Yes. Yeah, Wings yeah, of yeah. War? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. Nope, that's also... That's Very different, game. though. Yep, a little older one, but... Uh, yeah, no, Good stuff. So what, what, what was, what's your holy grail now that you're searching for that, besides, I guess, Panzer Dragon Saga, uh, that, you're, that you have your eye out for eternally? It's... So that's where I am now, is it's really hard for me to, like, find those. Mm-hmm. Um my girlfriend is amazing and she will buy me some things that she like she pays attention when i make the off the cuff comment mm. and then six months later it's a birthday or it's christmas nice. or something and yeah here's a game that you've been talking about um and i've been collecting for years now so do you Sorry, now start gathering. to like drop that <laughs> very yeah, obviously drop that drop the hint like no i feel so ba- i feel so guilty um she like, if only i had a 64 dd oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh no i mean like it was things like street fighter zero three on saturn you know that she surprised me with um yeah, I mean, I've kind of I've hit the peak in terms of like the the big things. Right now, it's finding good condition, middle of the road games mm. uh, in terms of value. Like they're still great games, right? Um, what about CD games? What about CD ROM two games? Uh, well, PC I mean, stuff. a lot of You're people not into that stuff yet. 
No, no, no. I mean, I'm looking at that. Like, I picked up uh, Gradius 2 today, nice. which is an excellent version. It's rebalanced for the PC engine, so it's actually... It's got cutscenes, too. It's got cutscenes. Well, quote, unquote, cutscenes. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I believe a few extra levels as well. Um, oh, really? So I think I think five. I might be confusing that with a different... I have that. I just never finished it. I, I basically turned it on, saw the cutscenes, and thought it was cool, and then that was yeah. it. But it was a cool game, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there is like Sapphire is like the one PC Engine CD game that, or it's the arcade yes. CD game that everyone wants. Yes, but it's I like a thousand bucks that way back. Yeah, when, it looks when nice. It was like Three hundred bucks or four hundred bucks. Oh god. Yeah, yeah, I could never get a straight answer if that game was actually that good, or if it had just become like a maximum carnage situation where right. it was just like it was rare, and so therefore it was sought after. There is a um, Hudson Shooter Collection on the PSP that has. Uh, Sapphire. Oh, does it? Yes. And it is, it's pretty good? It's fine. It's a good game? It's, no, it's fine. Okay. Was Maximum Carnage rare? Maximum in Japan. Carnage is one of the most expensive. Wait, the Super Nintendo Spider-Man? Shitty acclaim? The Mega Genesis. Drive. Oh, yeah, Mega, Mega Drive. Drive. Okay, yeah. actually, Gen- well, is, it, is it the Mega Drive? Is that the one? It's the Mega Drive. Is that the one with the Green Jelly soundtrack? Oh. Was there a Mega Drive game with the Green Jelly soundtrack? It was one of those Marvel games. And I think uh, it was Spider-Man. Okay. I'm Good gonna, lord. Was this Acclaim? Because Acclaim put out Maximum Carnage in the U.S., right? Was it the same thing in I'm Japan? Or? Guessing, I'm oh, guessing I'm it was. Sure. I just have seen it, it eternally rare. at Super Potato. I think it's up to a few thousand bucks now. It's, it's like, Yeah, it's pretty expensive. One of the most expensive. Did they just not make that many? The most expensive, right. yeah. But, the, but, so there's this other... It's like a Marvel property, and so I think it got like, a decent amount of attention. There's a really weird yeah, market it was for Maximum US Carnage. It was. With the soundtrack by Green Jelly. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. So NES copies of Castlevania and Castlevania 2. I saw the other day. Um, in English? In the U.S. card? In the U.S. copies. At, there's a new shop in uh, Akihabara. I can't remember the name right Is now. Is it Blip? No, ble- no, it's not that one. That's, it's, uh, You're talking about Beep. It's right? on Shuodori. Oh, I'm sorry. Beep, right. <laughs> it's on the Shuodori, but I, I don't remember uh, what it was called, but $100 for those carts. Really? That cost That's like, not bad, right? No, they cost like 12 bucks at home. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Wait, oh. Like loose carts? Just or? loose carts. Oh, American oh, carts. I thought you meant like yeah. full package. No, I did okay. too, yeah. Wow. No, yeah. I wonder if they're getting it from people here. They're like, okay, we've like milk the foreigners for all their worth we need to reverse we need to find a new market here Let's dude i wish i wish in. we had a time machine and could go back to like the first time we came here when like you could find like you know pretty much mint in box like atari 2600 in television games remember and, and they yeah. weren't even that expensive like yep. i just didn't have the money then i remember uh, buying virtual boy games well they, they probably are still super cheap like five cents right? 10 yen yeah 10 yen 10 yeah. yen the, the price wrap. tag was still on them yeah there's a great hudson shooter vertical force you can buy for ten dollars new in box at like any store wow. in japan which is like insane to me virtual boy games are still cheap except for like great bowling you said great <laughs> shooter there i think <laughs> let's let's have you played it hold on, hold on. <laughs> great yes i did i was a big i was big into virtual boy stuff uh mario clash i think is is very yeah. underrated is actually like the best game i think that that came out for it and red alarm was kind of okay teller boxer though yeah boxer gave me a headache but it was oh, it was they all gave it me was a little punch outy it was it was punch outy it yeah. was a little fun it when could, i just when i just went home a couple weeks ago i was looking through my stuff i didn't have a lot of time to take pictures and stuff this time but i found those 10 yen i still have uh, several of those nice. 10 yen virtual ball games in the plastic still oh, in wow. a box yep yeah. yep brand freaking new um <laughs> I have a couple of Virtual Boy prototypes too. I need really? to find out what we're, those are. Yeah. We're forgetting someone, by the way. I don't know if you've. Well, we're, not, we're getting to him, JJ. <laughs> he's being very polite, like the good Canadian that he is. I can very, wait. Very much so. Uh, he's waited this long, right? He can wait a little longer for his triumphant return <laughs> to the podcast. Right? Hello. I think we've teased this moment. A little bit. Yeah. Graham. Yes, that's me. 
Graham. Graham Geese, Geese Howard. Howard. Geese Howard again. Graham I think Cracker Howard. I believe that was my nickname last time. <laughs> That's okay. That's kind of your <laughs> eternal nickname. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> when you're into fighting games and your last name is Howard. And you did play as Geese Howard, am I right? I am playing as him in King of Fighters 14. You're playing as him as King of Fighters 14? He's a lot of fun. Now, is that because he has he shares your name? Pretty dope. No, also, he's just lineage? a super dope badass. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is the name thing. I do have to rep. But. So, uh, you, are, and you are really into king of fighters in fact you made the bold claim recently that it's a better game yeah than street fighter 5 yeah i think pretty much you could ask most people i think that have a similar opinion that's like a prevailing that's like a yeah prevailing. so i so i have seen a lot of very very positive stuff about the new king of fighters games around there kind of on the internet in the video game ether you know call, i don't know <laughs> that's a scary place whatever <laughs> But um, I don't think we've had anyone on the show to actually talk much about it. Mm. So, like, tell it as you would to a child. Uh, <laughs> the, tell whew. us how, okay, why well. this game is good uh, as a fighting game. And um, maybe why... Well, no, let's let's save Street Fighter for another sure. podcast. Because we, we don't have to compare it to Street Fighter. But just what is, uh, what's it, good about Explaining it to a child is obviously a difficult thing. but uh, As one might a child. Okay, well, you know, with Street Fighter, you get to play as one character. King of Fighters, you get three. That's three times as fun. Okay. <laughs> That's good. a little too much like as a child. I'm saying, like, explain it like an idiot would to another idiot. I'm saying, like... Simplify it for people who don't well, okay. you know, like frame traps and <laughs> sure, you know. Well, I mean, the reason that if you look in you know like the more hardcore corners of the internet, where like fighting game players are talking about fighting games, yes, King of Fighters is really a series that's for fighting game players. It's very technical. Yeah, it takes you know recently there's been this big trend, Street Fighter especially, where they want to keep it a level playing field. Right. So there are a lot of comeback mechanics where if you're down by a lot, if you're getting hit, like for example in Street Fighter 4 there was the ultra right. mechanic where right. if you got hurt a lot, then you get this giant super move. Right. Where in the original Street Fighter 4 would do like six-tenths of a person's health. King of Fighters is not really like that. Like mm-hmm. the better player will always come out on top. It's just such a technical game. There's so much that you need to know. And with the three-on-three especially, if one person gets a lead... Like with, if you have a bad player versus a good player, mm-hmm. in Street Fighter 4, there's always a chance. Mm-hmm. But in King of Fighters, you will never see your opponent's second or third character. Like they'll just bring out whoever their point character is, wipe the floor with you, it'll be over. You'll mm-hmm. lose over and over and over If they're again. good. If yeah. they're good, yeah. Is that not like less, even as a hardcore fighting game guy, which for people who don't remember you, you are. I am, yeah. Like double Dutch diamond or something. What's your, what's your Japanese <laughs> arcade rating? <laughs> In Street well, Fighter in Street Fighter five. Four in Five, okay, there is no arcade. Sorry, the online version. rating or whatever. Uh, well, I was playing a lot when it first came out, but since then I've been pretty busy working with you guys and everything. Sure. But I am uh, for people who are playing the game. I'm ultra platinum. The game has this ridiculous ranking system. It goes all the way from bronze to ultra diamond. Okay, or master might be the highest one now. So master. ultra platinum, and then I'm just shy of diamond. Okay, so, so I think ranking-wise, I think last time I checked, I was about 900th in the world. In the world, yeah. out of who knows? Okay, but so like percentile? Do you know that? Nope, that, they don't tell you like that. Top one percentile, or even? Well, You're uh, up there. You're, I'm okay, up there. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Well, I mean, people who have played. I mean, and I'm uh, playing Claw. Okay. And Claw is not. AKA Vega. AKA AKA Balrog. Balrog. Mm-hmm. I mean, depending on how bad you want to get about that, but. Right. Uh, 
I've been having a lot of fun with him, and the game has had all sorts of other problems that we're not going to talk about. Right. Decided, well, but, one uh, of them meaning that it, there is no arcade. There is, yeah, here, no. Japan dropped off a lot. Very disappointing. Yeah. So, I mean, all of the console players from Street Fighter 4, they were on board day one. Right. But you can go into an arcade, like the big ones for Street Fighter 4 here are in Akihabara. Mm-hmm. Hey. Mm-hmm. Hey is a really big Street Fighter mm-hmm. 4 scene. And the Taito Station at the southeast exit of Shinjuku. That's the big. That's the that's, biggest those, one, right? Yeah, though, that's the super biggest one. That's uh, the one where when guys come in town, they're playing. That'll like, be like the place play. where all the top players are. Right. Uh, and they're still there. Do you still play there? Uh, whenever I'm in the area, like I've been going to Akihabara now more than I live here. Yeah. And when I stop into Hey, like they have ten cabinets. Yeah. They're all full, both sides. Wow. People grinding it out. You're in there on the four. weekend. You're there on the weekend. Yeah, probably, and usually right. if I'm there on the weekend, like oh yeah, nobody. I don't. I can't speak to weekdays. Have you played anybody? Any name? Any names lately? Any, um, any people killers? who have been following Street Fighter for a long time? Uh, there's a guy named Dan. And he went to the very first Evo for Street Fighter Four, and they just called him Dan from Japan. He's a really, really good. He's a really good Ryu player. Okay. He's still there. Okay. So he's like he's a really old player from like Street Fighter Two Alpha. Like he played. He's been in the, Jap- the Japanese scene for a long time, and he's still there. Is his at, actual name Dan? Or did yes, he like his name is Dan. Dan. At one point. No, I think his name okay. is just Dan. <laughs> just a Japanese man named Dan, Dan from, from Japan. Japan. All right. <laughs> Well, we, we, we sidetracked there into yeah. Street Fighter, but yeah. we were uh, talking about King of Fighters, and I can't remember where we went. Well, actually, is there? there's not an arcade version of King of Fighters. There is, is not. There? There's oh, no yeah. arcade so, versions of anything anymore. Okay. <laughs> Which is, they just don't, don't make them. So, so Street Fighter 4, like, obviously, like people were not playing that in arcades much at all in America, but but it was actually yeah. a thing it was still big. here. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. an important part of the scene here. I feel like they may have actually pushed it out a little bit too early. I feel like for Ultra especially, that only came out, I think, less than a year before they brought Street, Street Fighter, Fighter 5 out. Uh, and I feel like Ultra still had a lot of room to grow. They just had a right. couple things they needed to fix, and then it would have been, it would have had a life for a long time, but they really, you know, swept that under the carpet and then kind of four Street Fighter Five in is how I feel about it. I just but. I think it's too bad. I mean, obviously the numbers must not have worked out for them, but it is just too <laughs> bad to see that you know. I yeah. mean, arcade because there there poor, are still poor King of Fighters. Yeah. No matter how Arcades, much we try to talk yeah. about it, we just keep talking about. No, no, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, but I think it's it's interesting that there are still arcades here, and I go to them, and they're yeah. like. These all these like card games, all the games that that JJ's kids play, like the the little right. kid kind of uh, more Pokemon games than you could. Oh, shake the a new stick Pokemon at. game is ridiculous. But there's a, and there's a lot of weird like there's some shooting games and stuff yeah. that um, that you've never heard about and whenever see and they have weird kind of like pay five dollars and you can play for an hour mechanics it's not like you know 100 yen and play as good as long as you're good for or anything yeah. like that but um i mean way bigger the, than capcom square enix is doing so much more in the arcade scene yeah right just, like, capcom, i mean that's yeah, yeah. sad that's really sad but but it, and you get into fighting games and it's like tekken i guess tekken now. and guilty gear now in guilty gear arc system still works still see. put out yeah. uh, puts out arcade versions but that's it capcom won't touch it uh, SNK so, won't touch it. So when you're playing King of Fighters, you're mostly playing online? Yeah, online, yeah. Okay, how are the online ones? Online is good. Really? Online was really, really, really rough at, at launch. Yeah. But, um, you know, there was, it was weird because there was some pre-release information, like previous people were doing, where they were saying it was really good. For some reason, it launches, it's really bad, everybody assumes it's just SNK at work again. Bad, that meaning lag, laggy, or bad, laggy. meaning setup? Or... Laggy, I okay. mean, okay. having trouble finding connection to begin with, and once you get it, it's terrible. Gotcha. But then uh, they dropped a patch a couple days later. It's yeah. fantastic. Okay. It's great. Did Was there ever like a, any explanation of what the problem was? If there was, I didn't really look into it. But somebody okay. you know, tweeted SNK. They were like, we're working on it. And then they did. So uh, is there any kind of global ranking thing? Do you know how good you are? In- I'm not very good at King of Fighters yet. Okay. Yeah. Not I mean, yet. I... Not yet. I'm working on it. Okay. Uh, I didn't play a whole lot of many of the older ones. 
Gotcha. Like, probably 13 is the first one where I really jumped in. Right. And even at that, I never got terribly good at 13. Does this feel like a game where it is a continuation of what they've done before, where it is very important if you have that history or not? Actually, if you're coming from, for example, King of Fighters 13, one of the major complaints against that game is that it was way too complicated. Just Mm -hmm. combos. Mm -hmm. Combos, like every... Fighting games nowadays all have trial modes, Mm -hmm. where you can, like, load up a character, learn their combos. Right. In King of Fighters 13 you'd have like 30 or 40 moves. They don't fit on the screen, and it scrolls <laughs> as you do it. And so a common complaint was get rid of that. So they did. Yeah. So it's a lot shorter now, like eight, nine hits, you throw in a special move. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's much better like that, because you just... I had trouble memorizing it. Right, right, right. So, I mean, there is that. That's gone, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's So it streamlined a lot of the things that were more complicated about old King of Fighters. But it, basically, if you're coming in from like 98, from the older ones, it's a yeah. bit of a return to form in that way. So you can come, jump in. If you enjoyed, I don't know, 2000 basically anything i mean did you play any of them or way back yeah yeah. i've never really gotten into king of fighters i mean i tried a long time ago and i didn't like it but i'm genuinely curious about this one especially hearing you talk about it and like be interested in it that much the best indicator of quality is that the chinese are very into it yeah and they know they know their king of fighters games yeah really well yeah yeah, i guess that shouldn't be a surprise Mm -hmm. Um, like xiao hai is one of the the best king of fighters players to have ever lived and he's all over it he loves it so that's cool well and it it, by all accounts it seems like it's doing very well like it's selling well in the different territories so there are people playing it you can get matches feedback is good uh the thing that i like most about as a fighting game player is that this is even different from street fighter 5 if i practice in king of fighters yeah and i work on doing new things figuring out strategies i can actually feel myself improving Okay. Whereas in Street Fighter V, like, it's often difficult to find that connection. Like, right. I'll work on a matchup for a long time. Things don't always work out as you planned. Right. But in well, King you're of also very high up in now in your Street Fighter, your Street Fighter game. Yeah, and I, I wish I could dedicate more time to it. But right. uh, sometimes it's just, you know, like, I'm playing as Claw, and I just, like, encounter... Chun-Li, and chun is just better than everybody, and I just I get frustrated. Yeah. Well, well, Evo Japan is in 2017. I wish right they now. would do a faster one. I think you should be... I mean, we wanted to do before... A Patreon or something to sponsor you as a 8-4 representative to go to Evo, which well, I think we should still do. Do you right? guys have shirts? Yeah, we'll get you one of we'll those shiny t-shirts. <laughs> we'll get you one. With, like, dragons? You, you would be, like, head to it? toe. You would be, like, in a full body on, like, stocking. Like a kimono or something. Or... That would just be, like, 8-4. <laughs> but, uh, but definitely <laughs> Evo Japan. We'll, we'll see what yeah. we can do by, by July. Yeah, no, I mean, I'd, I'd like to go to Evo uh, next yeah. year anyway if I can. And, of well, course, working here, I figure you would all be very understanding. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I need to take some time off. We'll but. see what we can do. Um, but we actually we have some other like uh, recent games to talk about. Or actually, hold on before well. you do that. Yeah. We were talking about game gathering. Yes. I found one of my white whales recently. Uh-oh. Really? Yes. Where? I stopped by Akihabara. I actually went to Super Potato. Yes. I go there every time. Like I could easily order this game on eBay if, or no on Amazon if I wanted to, and it would come. But the, you know, there's the excitement that you get from actually going and finding sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, it was Ogre Battle for the Neo Geo Pocket Color. Ooh, because that's a that's version. Your white whale, yeah. Because I love Ogre Battle. Well, okay. I'm a huge fan of that series that's and Tactics okay. Ogre. And obviously, yes. uh, the Neo Geo Pocket Color one never came out in English. Did I know that? I, m- I mean, I must have. I was into the Pocket Color back in the day, so mm-hmm. I must have known that existed. Some but weird I totally shit forgot. That came out for Did that Quest system? make it? Like, was it a by Quest? You know, the original. Yes, it's Ogre made Battle by people. Quest and published by SNK. Interesting. So they published it for their own system because obviously, I mean, nobody yeah. can't imagine anybody even like paying. How much, to do it. I'm How at much? the age now where you can honestly genuinely it was forget cheap. that stuff, even if you knew it. <laughs> it was like 2,600 yen. Okay. Oh, okay. The catch and full inbox. Color? 
I bought one for that. Okay. Nice. And there were none on display, so I actually went up and I talked to the guy behind the counter. I was like, do you have any of these? And he had a very nice one in box. I didn't know the box was so classy for that. And how much? That was 5000 Okay. Nice. So it's not like it wasn't a super expensive yeah, white whale. Not at all, yeah. But I love Ogre Battle, and when I finally found it, I kind of lost my shit in the store. Have so. you started playing it? <laughs> yeah. And it's really interesting to see how many concessions they had to make. Because, I mean, obviously <laughs> going from Super Nintendo to Neo Geo Pocket Color, that's a huge step down. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you're Is familiar with... Of this? It's not no. original game. It's, it's, it's a original. prequel to March of the Black Queen, the Super wow. Nintendo one. Okay. And so it's The Legend of the Zenobian Prince is the subtitle. So it's about Prince Tristan, who is a character in Ogre Battle on the Super mm. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So basically he's the heir to this kingdom, and it tells his story growing up. Okay. That's pretty cool. That is and cool. Yeah. In that, I don't know if you remember the game so much, but like in combat, when you're in the overworld, moving your units around, you have like this really dinky little sprite that moves across a giant map. But when you're in battle... All the units like have these big, beautiful yeah. sprites on them. Right. On the new Geo Pocket Color, they couldn't handle that. So only one is big at a time. <laughs> so when the battle starts, you have a whole bunch of tiny units. And then whenever it's the one, like when it's a unit's turn to attack, yeah. then they switch back to their big, beautiful like SNES-style ah. sprite. Yeah, and then yeah, as yeah. soon as they're done, they go back. Okay. Well, that's wow. one way to, to do it. you got to be smart about those. Yeah, things. and I mean, it works very well, like oh, it's still ogre battle. Which well, is the game uh, play there? Like, yeah, the game plays there. It's all there. It's okay. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now that you've got a Neo Geo Pocket Color, there's a lot of good games on that system. My mm. probably the Are only there? version of Sonic that I ever liked was on Neo Geo Pocket Whoa. Color. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's <laughs> decent. The card card fighters yeah, clash was really good. That's yeah. the one that everybody. Um, yeah. goes I'm looking for stuff for. that's so, not that. Like I asked year, JJ and he was like, "Card fighters clash, man." But yeah, a long time ago in the year 2000, uh, <laughs> SNK had a PR guy who must have been new or or just really eager or whatever. And like I remember, I'll never forget this mailing him and being like, and I was at like Gamers.com at the time, and I was like. Hey, you know we're we're being into Neo Geo Pocket here. A few of us were like playing Card Fighters Clash. Actually, Shane uh, from the show, <laughs> Shane Bettenhausen, and those guys were playing. Yeah. And we like, and I like asked him to send send some stuff. And the next day, I got this big box of like every Neo oh Geo Pocket God. game Jesus ever, Christ. and I still have it. Like the whole library, nice. he just basically hooked us up. So. We had good memories of that system. Still has the best, uh, you know, little left stick. Oh, like yeah, the no, the analog stick oh, is yeah. amazing. The clicky, yeah. the clicky stick. Yeah. So oh, clicky, yeah. yeah, so good. And, I mean, the Neo Geo CD controller used that same thing, yeah. which yep. is actually really good as well. You could yep. tell it was made by, like, a fighting game developer. Like, yeah. that clickiness yeah. would make it so easy to hit your inputs yep. on, like, the dinky fighting games that they had on that system. The Samurai Showdown games and King of Fighters R2, really good. They're good? I heard about that, for too. A port- yeah. For portable fighting games? Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, sure. really well. Uh, the things about the new Neo Geo Pocket that stood out to me was the clamshells. When they first started selling those games, they had really yes. high quality, durable yes. clamshells. And, and about they, a year they and a half turned in, into shitty paper. Eh, it's just do cardboard. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, games, you're, you're totally didn't right. They sell were so nice. as they well did not. No, yeah. no, not at all. They, were they used up their initial budget, and then it was like back to whatever the cheapest. <laughs> it's thing funny we, were, was. we end up talking about Ogre Battle because Peter, you were saying you're like eternally playing Final Fantasy Tactics forever. Yes, the, that has been my favorite game since 1998. I think that's Luke Smith, friend so of the good. show, Luke Smith's favorite game ever of all time. Um, what about the PSP? I, I thought. Uh, the PSP this is easy to answer. Version was like the didn't no. they make no oh god what they do what they do wrong it's so it's, slow that's, oh. the, that's the only problem though right I think everything Other else than that, about it's it the is better thing right I they, actually preferred the and this is probably weird saying to you guys but I prefer the broken localization the incomprehensible PS one version it's not where like they use different names for certain characters depending on what time they're talking about <laughs> but them. it's not Elizabethan English though like you know that's what I mean? true they it's, got a little pretentious uh, with it right, a little bit more they relocalized it for the PSP but it's really good. Right. I mean, I it's heard still it good, good, but they yeah. sl- every single animation in battle, whether you're attacking, yep. using a potion, casting magic, they 
they it was like twice as long. And this, mm. the shitty thing is, there's a, f- a fan made fix for that if you yes. have like the yeah. custom firmware, oh, yes. or, which I unfortunately I'm only playing it on my Vita now, so I don't. But I would love to play that version because to me that would be like the ultimate version of. Ta- is it that still game slow? Is fantastic. Is it still slow on Vita? It is. Same it is. Yeah, yeah, same wow. problem. It's yeah. A, so they did it manually. It wasn't like a like a technical problem. It was mm. a decision they made for I don't know what reason. Huh. On the iOS version, the same problem persisted. So then after about six months, people you know complained enough, and they said, all right, we sped it up. They didn't put it to normal speed. They made it faster than normal. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> like, uh, oh, you want it fast? Yeah. You want it fast? Oh, Precisely. Here. Here. Precisely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, so for me, boy. it's either the PlayStation 1 Classics version on uh, my Vita, uh, or I'm playing mm-hmm. it on uh, the PS3, and you can transfer saves. So I do that for fun. That is one of my favorite games ever. It's in the top 20, probably. I mean, that yeah, game was oh, amazing. So, all these different versions of the same game these days, it's like, it gets really hard mm. to keep track <laughs> of, like, uh, I mean, that's a... A prime example, but Jesus. So when you say um, you still play it, do you mean you just have like you field a team of dudes and they all sit there doing accumulate over and over again? Oh so you gosh, get a bunch of I know. Points? Yes, I was talking about this on on uh, well, Airship was a podcast I did with Alexa Ray Korea yes. that we had, but she now left, so we are no longer doing that. So is that it? That's it's over. We are going to Airship crashed. Well, because I manage reviews, I don't have time to run the podcast. Uh, I was always good to be a guest. Right. Uh, right. Matt Espinelli, associate editor, brilliant guy. I love him a lot. He's going to reboot the show into something else, and I will help him do that. Okay. It won't okay. be the same thing, uh, but bringing up Final Fantasy Tactics was a thing I always did, and <laughs> teaching people how to break the game and yeah, level just up. doing accumulate over and over again. It's so simple. You get JP up as you get, your passive And you get 10 XP ability. every time because it's related. Yeah. It's you get When you do a skill, you get XP relative to the target. Right. It's like if, you mm. do, if you're strong and you attack a weak enemy, you get 1 XP. Mm-hmm. If you do it to yourself, you get 10 XP every time. So yes. if you just do a buff move on yourself, mm-hmm. yeah. you get 10 XP regardless every time, and it's 100 XP for a level up. Yeah. Or so, you, can, you can attack your teammates as well yep, and right. continue uh, to get JP. I remember, I remember who's the old guy that joins you eventually? Sid. Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Orlando, so, yeah. so I would just like have my units surround him and just like whack <laughs> yeah. him. And then I have one, one healer healing him. Yeah. And that would that would be my whole strategy. The sad thing is that if you haven't already broken the game by that point, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Like the well, second, was, the first like... chapter of the game starts, just start doing it. Yeah. How has there not been another? Oh, not not another. How has there not been a recent like full on Final Fantasy Tactics? So game? Children of the Zodiacs, I think it's called, is sort of a spiritual successor being made by fans. I see. It Fuck that. Looks very similar. Maybe that's cool too. But like, well, I mean, well Matsuda remade Tactics Ogre as well after he remade Final yes, Fantasy Tactics, and that's like, a very good version too. But 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 where is there a modern like like? These games can can do well, like a yeah. modern Didn't you support strategy the play deck Kickstarter. Or story. There, there was Final Fantasy Tactics uh, Advance and Advance Two. There were two of them, right? Yeah, but they but weren't as good. Game but they Boy Advance still. We're not talking about oh, the oh, last I see, I see. like ten Worse years than the platform. They took a story that was just wrought with tragedy. And turned it into a children's story. Yeah, yeah. Tactics advance. I remember booting yeah. that game throwing up snowballs. and they're like throwing snowballs. And I'm like, what I the like fuck the is snowball this? part. I like yeah. that because it taught you about directioning and everything. It was I, a good I, tutorial. I, I it was a good SRPGs. tutorial, but right. like, but like, it didn't have the same essence. It like, been, of course, the not. Yes. toss of tactics and tactics a over really just full on console and PC. Yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics game with that same art style. Yeah, just play this guy, Yoshida. You're like <laughs> that same art style. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're, you're, it's gonna be. If you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it in the Final Fantasy 15 universe. Everybody's gonna no, have. No, I don't. Not like host this. hair. Not like this. <laughs> leather boots. I would fucking smother it with a pillow in the night before I let that happen. That's all you're gonna. And get. I'm not even like a huge fan. I never really played that game for for whatever reason. I don't know yeah. why. I never got into it. But I I like love the look of it. 
We can get this message straight to Matsuno via friend of the show, Alex Smith. Let's talk to yeah, him about this. That's send, true. We'll send him yes. your concerns. We, we need a real sequel. It's just like, that would do well. Like, that is a viable, like, that game could do well on the market. Like, you're not going to have, like, oh, a yeah, Final man. Fantasy 15 budget, but, like, you know. Um, what, they made what? a proper sequel to that? Hells yeah. So, mm-hmm. Atlas tried to on PlayStation, Hoshigami Ruining Blue Earth. Oh, it's so not very good, though. Super so difficult. Broken. So, so difficult. Yeah. All right. Well, let's 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 move on. We could talk about that for a while, but <laughs> mm-hmm. um, there's other stuff going on. Uh, actually, yeah. as we released this podcast, well, day before yeah. this podcast came out, but uh, PlayStation VR finally. Woo-hoo. Yes, we are launched. T minus four hours to the launch of the PSVR. That's right. As Somewhere. we record this. Yes. Yeah. Um, so there's some games around that and Peter, as a reviews editor, you've been playing some of them. I know we've been playing some. Uh, we have had a unit at Enhanced Games, so we've gotten some some other games and some of the games you don't have to have VR to play. Like, JJ, you've been playing Thumper. Yep. And Peter, you reviewed Thumper, I think, right? I did. And you were super into it. It's one of my top games of the year. It's yeah. Cool. Nice. Pretty, that is a pretty awesome great game yeah so talk about it um so the basic premise is that you are this like beetle metal metallic beetle mm-hmm. on this like uh almost like a racing track right and whoever named the gaff thread by the way that was like amazing they called it the beatles rock band like beetle apostrophe yes it is kind of yeah you're a beetle on a rock band um and uh, <laughs> they kind of uh, and then the game just kind of throws at you, throws things at you rhythmically and it happens at a very like breakneck pace right and the kind of atmosphere of the game is very like authentic authoritarian like it's just, menacing it's menacing and dark they call it like music rhythm of, violence rhythm violence and it <laughs> oh. very much is like every little thing you do like if you you know you take a, a turn or something like that it's very like forceful and it makes a lot of visceral, noise visceral JJ visceral. do you want to say visceral <laughs> oh, I used, no, no I, when I was talking about it in the office this morning and like I was like yeah you kind of have to call it visceral because it very much is that right Every everything you do kinetic. it's very physical has a lot of Im- <laughs> it has a lot of impact everything you do so yeah it's I like would, a punch to the I face. I would put the look of it very much like a like a tool uh, album cover, like come to life. Is how I, uh, yes. how I described it. Yeah, a lot of like tentacly kind of things. Yeah, a lot of like geometric patterns. A lot of like uh, I was really surprised kind of to imagery. Hear this I guess Thumper makes me think of like um, Bambi. Bambi, Bambi yeah. yeah. And I'm like, so like in my head, like I had this nice image with the word Thumper. Yeah, and then no, yesterday, like not that you guys were talking about it, you mentioned Tool. Someone yeah. else said like I didn't feel good about myself after I played this game, and I was like, I really they liked the game. Out. Yeah, you know, they yeah. loved it. What it reminds me most of, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. It was an anime released like in the late '80s, early '90s, um, as part of a compilation that they released in America called Neo Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, this short called The Running Man. Hmm. It's no. basically about this 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 racer in the future, you know, future Japan, who uh, is like the best racer in the world. But it turns out he's winning only because he has these psychic powers and he's running people off the road. Um, I don't want to say too much about it because that, actually. Uh, it's really crazy. Familiar. But it's like like the 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 whole theme of the oh you posted that uh, gift that gift from yes. that. I have seen and that, he's yeah. like you know like On you Twitter. just watch him go faster and faster and like you can see the g forces affecting his <laughs> face and it kind of feels like that you're just like because it's 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 basically the, this tunnel and you kind of lock yourself into it right and like it's going so fast and things are going and then the music is like kind of droning and you're playing behind it on you. TV you're not playing it in I'm VR. playing it on a TV even yeah. on a TV it's right. just kind of like Ugh. right um, but I'll put a link to the uh, the 
anime in the show notes, but it's cool. um, it's uh, really just kind of one of those experiences. Like, I can't wait to try it in VR just because it, I feel like it's just going to blow your fucking head off. <laughs> so, okay, immersive is a term that gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. And this is the first time that I'm willing to actually put my stamp, my immersive stamp on a review. Hmm. Uh, as you explained... We have it, to make that actual stamp. We do. Yes, we do. The Peter immersive. Brown Could immersive <laughs> stamp. Uh, it, is, it just totally envelops you. And the, the whole... Yeah. Yes, there's a beetle on the screen, but there comes a point where you don't even see that anymore. Yeah, because you're you're staring was, ahead in space. Right, it's not it's not about what is in the foreground; it's about what's coming at you. Um, yeah, it, you're looking at the track ahead to see. Yeah. Oh, here comes a turn, and then I have to hit the button, and then yeah. make a jump, and then turn, turn. Yeah, and and, like, you, and you guys prefer it in VR? I mean, or yeah, I mean, I so I spent probably eight hours playing in VR, and like maybe two outside, and it's still an amazing game outside of VR, but. You know, I'm playing this in the office, and I take the headset off. I feel like everyone around me is moving in slow motion. You know, like <laughs> like they like I, awesome. I'm on a different plane of existence at that point. Like I'm floating above ground after playing that game for so long. It is just, it, it's so effective in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I really want I'm buying that. That's one of my three games that I'm getting this week. Yeah, that and other... uh, Super Hypercube. Cool. And, yep. and I was going to get Res, but we got it. Thank you very much. Yes, but thank Res you, is Mark. awesome. Is there a physical release in Japan for that? There, it's the same as everywhere else. So the I am eight bit thing that they're making has region free. So, but there's no right. there's no publisher deal anywhere else. Gotcha. So, so yeah. So Res finally coming out. Uh, reviews out. actually. Yay. Review embargo is up in. Hours as six from minutes now, ago. As, oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So, oh, where's my phone? Uh, no, no, no. no let's not do that. Uh, we give it a nine. Hopefully, positive. Yes. Oh, oh nice. Yes. All right. You awesome. did it. Kick ass. Okay. Um, don't, 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 don't look that so up. It's so good. Like, I guess we have to, we should, we always did in the past, we should do the disclaimer thing, right? That's like, right. Whatever. We lie to you. All of these are lies. <laughs> don't yeah, believe our especially lies. Especially this game, because you're actually, like, <laughs> I'm super invested in it, and I would edit it out if anybody said anything bad about it, so. As if you know how to edit the podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, it's amazing, so you don't yes. have to worry oh, about you. us saying anything bad about it. Oh, it's thank awesome. Thank you very it's, much. It's, it's been a huge honor for us, too, as 8-4, to, like, be involved with this from the very, very beginning like the yep. inception like yep. Mizuguchi the inception of that game was at this table I think basically yeah, Mizuguchi sitting down and like saying let's do this yeah yeah um, but right like down to like you guys helping out a bit with uh, with some of the text at the end too I know we weren't able to have you see all of it but super appreciate you guys no yeah for, for that and for I mean with it's it's such a family thing right because like Miz, we, we go way back with Miz too like we were at the I'm really excited because uh, yeah, this week we have the Res, Res, Res launch party. party for Res Infinite in Harajuku and I was at the original one in 2000 oh wow uh, or 2001 whenever that was yeah um no but uh i so uh i have now played the game but i as of this recording but i don't have my psvr yet because my psvr is coming from america so i'm not going to get it for like maybe a week um so i actually played through the whole thing in in normal mode non-vr tv Um, mode we called it i don't know if they figured out a formal name for it yet but oh uh, for like non-vr yeah we call it vr mode and tv mode just interesting keep it simple yeah (laughs) but um you know, as a as a remake, uh, whatever. I think people know what to expect having played Res in the past. It's really beautiful. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, a lot of people who've never played Res before will like will will give it a chance That's because the hope. yeah, <laughs> because you know it came out the especially the original game came out at a time when it was sixty bucks or fifty bucks or mm-hmm. whatever yeah. it was back then, That's and the it, you know it's not. 
it's a very replayable game, but it's not like a you know twenty hour, thirty hour. It's no, it's not Dragon Quest Seven. No, and to be fair, I think it's a little hard to get into at first. Like Res, even back in the day, was always like a thing for me where I had to play it four or five times before I got it. But like I feel like now with VR and everything, it's much easier to understand it right off the bat, especially if you're playing in VR. But even if you're not, like yeah, the game I, is amazing without VR. Yeah, but, but with VR, it's totally. Like, well, yeah, it also came out at a time where it was like, what's this weird game that doesn't like fit into any like yep. category i mean it's kind of a shooter you'd basically call it a shooter but it's also kind of. it's like panzer panzer dragoon yeah it's yeah, yeah. It, 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 in basic bit. in basic mechanics but then in like visually and sound wise like it's not you know the the uh the mechanical depth to it is not like a panzer dragoon no, right like the, sure. the, the boss battles and stuff like that it's more about just like a spectacle and dazzling yeah. you and also having the music sync with everything and the colors and stuff and like that's one thing that's happened in the last like mostly due to indie games yeah. it's like we can have different price points and we can have games that are just like these like you know interesting kind of uh creative weird you know weirder kind of experiences um yes yeah, so like you know playing through it normally without vr because i wanted to unlock everything so that when the vr does show up i can just jump in the yeah. area x and stuff but like it was it was it felt great the vibration on the controller was really good and the ps4 vibration on the dualshock 4 is very powerful as i didn't never really cared to notice until now but like you right. can feel it. it's like yeah dum, dum, it goes along to the whole beat i actually had to lower the volume because like with i had it on my receiver with the surround sound and everything and like it was like 1 a.m last night and like i was worried that i was gonna wake <laughs> nice. up my neighbors um but I, I you know i went through the whole game and then i played area x and like of course we have a little bit of experience we kind of helped out a little bit with area yeah. doing some play testing and stuff back when it was still in development but like right it came out so good like I'm um, so relieved because I know when you, whenever you play test anything, even if you think it might be good, it could also go the other direction. You right. never know how it's going to be till it's done. But like, I, I guess you, Peter, you've played the, you've played it already, right? I Area. didn't get to play Area X. Okay. I've only played the demo that's included with the PlayStation. Okay, uh, okay. okay, that is an old. So yeah, that that's one thing too. I haven't actually played that demo yet oh, oh really? uh, the demo that's on the demo disc yeah i really that's just, that's just the, the game it still feels very different from what it was before mm-hmm. sure yeah yeah having played it in vr before i mean definitely playing that game because that's because you have amazing. to do that as a disc and everything we had to turn that build in like a while a while beforehand but hopefully hopefully that's still also like really good i mean it's very close to the to also the just final making thing, you I put think, headphones on and like really get surrounded and it is like big. super yeah. super so like, that is like the secret best thing about <laughs> vr and i think that's this way with thumper as well like any very uh audio focused game it's a whole different thing even if you just play on tv with headphones it's mm-hmm. a totally different game but with vr just for the fact that i compare it to like you know, you are no matter what. Even if you were watching it on a two D screen in you know in VR, but on a two D screen, you're blocked out all your other vision. You basically emptied the room, blocked out the windows, have the sound turned way up. You know, it's the equivalent of doing that, yeah. and so it it totally heightens the experience. So for a game like like Res or Thumper, it makes a big yeah. big difference. Yeah, and Area X is like you know I'm super excited now to play the final thing in VR. But even playing it, even if you play it out of VR, it's great like it feels so good like coming out of the main game and then going into area x like you're like oh wow i've just been sort of set free because the control it really does feel like a natural evolution of res it feels a lot smoother the controls it's like if you you know where suddenly you had played res all your life on the nes and then suddenly you got like the super nintendo right like i I remember after playing it i was like where do i want the rest of this game where is the rest of this (laughs) game the fact that you can travel around freely you can move you know you can move forward and backward which is such a simple thing but like when you think when you put it in in practice it's amazing like it's great to be able to explore the world and like 
The music is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you know, I was worried about when you can if you can free roam around the stage, it might be hard to tell what you need to do next. But I f- I feel like they did a good job of making that clear. Now yeah. like it's it's pretty clear what you need to do. Um, cool, cool. Yeah, it's great. I can't wait to play in VR. If you were a Res fan, forget it. You need to get on this immediately. But even if you're not, yeah. I think this is one of the probably. Again, because I've played it in VR before, not not in the final version, but like I feel like this is one of the best reasons to try a PlayStation VR because mm-hmm. like it's really immersive. Like I I just want to be in that world and like chill out in there. I just want to like stay in there. Yeah, it's man. Awesome. It's like I, it's like the world's greatest <laughs> fireworks show right in your face. Yeah. That's really pretty. So a lot of people actually compared Area X to like they were like I think it was Brian Ashcraft who was like this could only have been made in Japan because he thought it was very like, evocative of yeah. uh, of a few different things of, in Japanese but one of the things was fireworks that yeah. it was like very I actually much like, thought that when I was playing not for that reason but I was totally thinking like this is why I love Japanese games you will even though these are probably like younger artists and not necessarily like the original guys who did the res whatever a like a couple of them only, some of them are yeah. yeah but like it's a new generation of people but that said like I was just like this kind of interesting, crazy creativity stuff is the kind of thing that always got me amped on Japanese games. Like, you just are not going to see this from, like, a game anywhere but Japan. Right. It's awesome. That's cool. Uh, I mean, I'm very, very interested to see the reviews. I mean, we've had really good feedback, but you never know for sure until you see the reviews. But, um, you know, anytime you're approaching uh, an older, well-respected game and doing something, like, new for it, it's a... It's a, it's a huge minefield right especially with people who are the fans you don't want to you want to respect the old thing as much as possible um but also you want to do you so you want to do something that's evocative of it something new at the same time it's like this crazy tightrope walk and the the track record so far hasn't been good for other games and stuff like that and even children of eden was kind of child of eden child of eden yeah it was kind of a Mm -hmm. like i even you know i'm I'm a huge res fan from the beginning i like watched the project k video nhk videos before the game came out (laughs) right and and child of eden for me was like a uh, it's kind of a spirit is meant to be like a spiritual successor but also kind of like a sequel i think I've never actually talked to people too much about about Child of Eden, but um, I mean, part of the problem with yeah. that, that was connect. Like it was, yeah. it was a faulty sort of. It was like Maybe. here's the thing that's almost going to let me do what I wanted to do years ago, right? But not quite. But so. I feel I feel like they kind of didn't get what they had with Res, and I feel like Area X like totally does, and I'm very happy to see like after seeing some other uh, famous Japanese designers not do so great. (laughs) (laughs) To see that Mizuguchi not only still has it, that he is like still on another plane of existence yeah when i was playing it i felt i was like that too i mean i was just like thinking like man shit like this really turned out so good that like i want them to make a full game like this yeah. now like that needs to be like whatever yeah. they do next i want more of this you yeah. know that's cool to hear yeah the, um, the and, and mark you can pay us after the <laughs> right. you guys checks are in the mail um yeah me i i can only speak for myself but i still like there's i've given that demo we were having demos of, of area x um for around PAX and then TGS and then more recently we've had people come in and probably it's been you know over 100 people now but I and I I have to set it up a lot of times and I'm playing it myself all the time and I still play that thing and I still like super super enjoy it uh, mm-hmm. I've not gotten tired of it at all and they actually added one thing that they added at the very very end that people were asking for that it's just going to be it's a it's technically it's a patch but when you download it day one it'll just be in the game you won't even know it was a patch but um 
in Area X, if you play it, you can play it in traveling mode, which is your your um, sort invincible. Of free play, kind yeah. of. Yeah, you can't die, or you can play it for real. If you play it for real, there's a shot down percentage because we wanted to have some way of keeping score, of mm. way of somebody you know just to give you the excuse to play it again. Sure. And I think the director of the game one time. God has gotten a hundred percent because really? he had to for like for testing reasons or whatever. But like, I was like ninety one on my one. Time oh, okay, through, so. yeah, I got not like ninety six or something, and nice. I was like, I'm not sure exactly how to do better than <laughs> I did. But um, anyway, I'm sure the internet will like fucking do you just to get a hundred percent. Do you have to seconds. get all those like little like tiny enemies Every, that also like they look like you don't even necessarily need to kill them. I don't actually know if that's true or not. But like you have to get those two. I get. think you have to kill absolutely everything, wow. and I don't know if you have to like make stuff spawn because you can kill stuff that will prevent other things from spawning uh, i actually don't know the math i should i should find out yeah <laughs> I, know, I know some people i could ask you're credited um, as a producer on the game you should that's right no that's cool that's awesome uh but that's i'm really happy so yeah hopefully i don't know people, did you tell the story tell about us what you think the guy who who designed like the main designer right like didn't he like get into the game industry to work with Mizuguchi at like so the art director was the art director yeah Ishiharakun yeah so he yeah he <laughs> funny story got into he like played res in high school it changed his life he like literally changed his life he's like I want to do this for a living uh, make video games for a living not only that I want to I have to work with this guy uh, Mizuguchi-san and he was uh, uh, he trained as like an artist he went to college he graduated uh, got a job at Sega, like I'm, I'm probably like uh, not telling the story exactly right, but le- basically right after he got to Sega, he found out that uh, Mizuguchi-san left. had left Sega, <laughs> and so he couldn't just oh. up and leave. But he, Mizuguchi yeah. would have hired him for for his next thing for for Q Games, but he couldn't just up and leave. Like right. it looks bad, so he had to you know put in a couple years at Sega. I think he worked there two or three years. So finally, he goes to um, to Q Entertainment. Q Entertainment, yeah. And I, you know, I think they they were there. He, I know he worked on Child of Eden, so okay. they were there. Okay. They overlapped at least a little bit there, but not long at all before Miz left, <laughs> left again. again. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, "What the fuck?" And so uh, Miz went and was uh, and was teaching. Ishirakun worked at uh, Q for a little while after that. And then now finally, finally. <laughs> so this, him getting to work on Ariax is this like 10-year quest. So awesome. From when he was in high school. It's like a total dream come true. Yeah. And he's the guy behind the visual look of Ariax, which I think, like, whatever you think about, about mm. Ariax, what I think that, that he nailed was it is like, it's like of res it's definitely like in the res universe but it's you can notice you can tell that it's res but you can tell it's something new at the same time yeah. and part of that is the design but part of it is they use particles mostly instead of like vector graphics and stuff like that and um and i know because we use them for a, an upcoming theme that we haven't talked about or shown anybody yet but we have an area x playstation 4 exclusive theme that we're working on <laughs> world, 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 world exclusive <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, uh, we have a theme coming up where we try to recreate. We use the actual models of the enemies, but because we're not doing it in the engine, the engine is doing all kinds of crazy weird shit with the particles mm. that lets things explode into particles when you defeat right. them. It lets them leave like leave trails of particles. Their animations are the particles all physics based. Whatever, it's all, it's all a bunch of mumbo jumbo. But basically, it um, hopefully it, hopefully it looks cool. Hopefully, people like it. And it's it's Unreal Engine, right? It's I, Unreal. I remember Engine, like yeah. when Unreal we Engine first, 4. we're talking to Mizuguchi about 
about this. We were like, can you, we want to make it in Unreal, but it's like, can we do the old game and then do the new thing in Unreal in the same, like, we yeah. had no idea how any of that stuff worked. Yeah. So but, only Area X is in, un- is un- right. is in Unreal. But the awesome thing is, like, when you turn on Area X, this is such a minor stupid thing, but I really like it. When you turn on Area X, screen goes black for a second. And then it like changes to a different color black. You ever like go to a movie and like right when the movie's about to start, the black changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens, and it feels like okay, it's like I know what's happening. <laughs> the, the engine is changing, be, yeah. but like it feels like you're you're like the real presentation is about to start. It's <laughs> awesome. It gets you all psyched. Yeah, they actually didn't know like can we make what we want to make with Unreal Engine, and they did like two or three months of research, and we're like okay, yeah, this can actually do it. And now they actually really love unreal engine awesome. i mean they modified it a lot for sure. for this game apparently but mm-hmm. anyway anyway we could talk about res all day um what else everybody's you... gonna buy it so we don't need yeah. to yeah absolutely <laughs> uh i hope so i really hope it sells it needs to it deserves to sell finally um please buy it if you bought a playstation vr yeah. um what else should people even if you play? haven't bought playstation vr that's true that, I, probably, that's true. I don't know how many of those that are going to be out there hopefully a lot hopefully a ton of them because it is better on PlayStation VR, I would definitely and agree. And it will be supported like, by the PS Pro and to it's some extent. Support PS Pro, that's right, yeah. Exactly, nice. like, the technical, like, things or whatever I need to, like, figure, figure out before okay. I announce it. But, <laughs> yes, like, the screen door or whatever. I don't even actually even understand it all myself, honestly. So <laughs> I need to talk to the else? developer before I before Is anybody I else you're getting out. a PlayStation Pro? Or is I that what it's think called? Yeah, I am, Pro. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I will. It's my duty. Yeah, you because to, you because to. you work in because job. I see. I yeah. see. Yeah, we were talking about that. I wasn't sure if I wanted to get one or not, but I. Yeah. I mean, I pre-ordered it just in case. But I think I'm going to keep it. I think I'm gonna, I think it's ugly. That's the thing that bothers me the most. <laughs> like, I wish it looked better. The slim yeah. is really kind of sexy, I think, and like the tri- the pro just looks like a it's like two triple on cheeseburger each other. Or something. It does, I don't know. It does look like, like a hamburger. It's like a double cheeseburger yeah. uh, PlayStation Four, basically. <laughs> um, um, but I was going to say real quick though, to yeah. Peter. Like, are there any other VR games that you recommend for the PlayStation VR launch? My experience is somewhat limited, honestly. Like, I've only okay. reviewed uh, Thumper, Super Hyper Q and uh, Until Dawn Rush of Blood. Not a fan of that, and I didn't love Super Hypercube, honestly. Really? really? So the atmosphere, superb. Right. The the concept of the puzzle, great. Uh Super simple. It works really well. But you hit a point where things become so complex that Mm. there's nothing you can really do to become better because it's really limited to your ability, to your capacity to understand like abstract, complex shapes and Mm -hmm. move them in your head. Because you're always moving at the same rate towards that thing. And you do right. build up a meter that lets you slow time down. Mm. But you only get that when you boost. And you can only boost when you know that you're actually doing something right. that you're confident is going to work. Right. right. So the bigger it gets, the less opportunity you have to boost, the less opportunity you have to slow things down. And at that point, you end up, at least I did, failing at the same point over and over. You know, I wondered if it was like that. Because when I, I had gotten, we did a, a, a copy exchange. I had gotten a copy earlier. So I had been playing it a bunch up yeah. until now. And so, like, early on, I, I felt that same. I was like, do I do I just, like, suck at this game? Do I not have, like, the spatial reasoning or whatever? But I, I noticed with, as I played, myself getting better mm. at the, like, sometimes I wasn't even... I like intuitively knew it would fit through the hole and I wasn't even a hundred percent, but I just like hit the thing before I even consciously thought, okay, hit it. And it would go through. Like, I don't know. I was, I felt like I was getting better. That is the measure of a good, like, quote unquote puzzle game right i mean like yeah. Puyo Puyo back in the day or whatever like you use the same way like, you just keep playing and then eventually you start to get better and figure things out so i'm 100 percent right. on board with what you're saying and yeah. i think it is a brilliant puzzle game based off a concept that we've seen before like in tv shows and stuff but right the problem is Human that tetris it's, <clears throat> thing basically yeah. yeah 
But because it's limited to VR, the conceit that makes that you oh, know, can you not play that normally? No, it's a VR oh, only game. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of wouldn't work without being able to look around. Yeah. Ah, but so, so, but there's the problem, and that's where, as, as a reviewer, I feel conflicted because I want to give advice, which is give me a button that just makes the thing semi-transparent. Why do you force me to look around it and make that the reason well, that it's only in that, VR? I mean, that is the game, right? Being Like, if it was transparent, you would just be able to see, right? Well, I, so I think that the hmm. shapes get complex enough that it becomes difficult to discern. Like, maybe you'll see one part. You're like, oh, yeah, that'll fit through. Right. But then when you're actually analyzing the rest of the shape, you realize, okay, sh- no, I'm wrong. Like, mm, there's right. more stuff that doesn't fit. Right. So for me to have to lean to the side, that's not a really intelligent use of VR or a good reason for it to be VR only. I see. You could also, even if you wanted to keep that, not have the semi-transparent thing, map the camera controls to an analog stick like every other video game out there. Yeah, mm. I was wondering if that could be a possibility for for future things. I mean, I do think that it's it's a... The thing that I... The other thing that I like about it is that it is a... Um, like, some of the VR games, I'm not sure, like what length I'm supposed to play them and then like take a break kind of thing. Um, And I think um, that's one thing that I, I hopefully like Reds has going for us because the levels are like 15 or 20 minutes. And so like, we're kind of like, okay, hopefully that's like a kind of natural stopping point for people. You have a a thing to do. And uh, with super hypercube, it's like a very much like a little, I can do like little bite sized things and not Mm -hmm. feel like I'm wasting my time. I mean, it's a puzzle game, so maybe the, there is a lot of that whole like I just need to play one more. And the game, the, the games go pretty quick. Like, yeah. Yeah. especially like the game, the games go pretty quick. But I, um, I like that it it's using the VR a little bit, but not so much that I'm like having to like swing mm-hmm. my head around and do yeah. all kinds of stuff like that. I don't think it's bad. I just think right, it's, right. A, it's a problem that it's limited to VR only, mm-hmm. and I think that that is sort of posturing in a way that's unnecessary and harms the game. Mm-hmm. Um. Just, just just because I'm forced to handle these complex shapes and I don't have any tools to actually like give mm-hmm. myself an advantage, mm-hmm. which obviously puzzle games are supposed to be difficult, but at the same time, like right. What's know, the part later where you can like? Uh, so there's like a two mechanics where you can one of them you can stop time, right? And the other one you can just destroy a wall. Okay, so how do you use the other one? Do you, you have to charge it? You don't use the one that slows time down. Oh, okay. so it's like a series. Yeah, which is then even a bigger problem because if you actually want to be able to just bypass a wall and use that ability, you have to not use the slowdown mechanic. Okay, and then you fill the meter on the right. on the other one. So you have to get further along okay. and deal with more complex shapes to get the thing that would ultimately yeah. help you a little bit. Mm-hmm. So then you get that, and then what do you do? You lead yourself to an to an even more complex shape. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's sort of the snake eating its own tail. Like it just it doesn't it gives you an advantage, but it, but it's a hollow advantage. It's one that doesn't mm-hmm. actually mean anything. Mm-hmm. Interesting, at least for me. Right. Hmm. I, I I will say though, I also did like the mechanic for for one thing of forgiveness. Does it always give you one thing where you smash into the wall and you use yes. you lose the blocks that you get? Yes, you have one ability didn't fit. Yes, and then you go through. I thought if there, I thought if there, I don't know if there's any way to earn that back later or earn extra things of that. Maybe not, not. that I've seen. Okay. I don't know because I, I thought that was a really uh, cool. Yeah, because you can kind too. of like strategically use that. Yeah, and the and the look of it. I mean, everything going on around you. Sure. It has an attract mode too, which is just like super fucking like I don't know even. It's, I it's mean, like I, you're in a like a '70s arcade game, or yeah. you're in a 1980s school portrait, 
like the background uh, laser effects. Yes. That's oh, inside I mean, it. That, yes. <laughs> and voyaging through it. Yeah. Like um, a glamour shot. Precisely. A lot of neon, yeah. a lot of like, yeah, the, the, the sound too is just like, you're just like yeah. flying mm. through it. It's, it's, I'm really it's curious cool. to play it. I don't know. I mean, I, and I like Polytron and I, I want to see, I, I just, I think even, even hearing all that criticism, which sounds totally legit too, like it'll probably be one of the games I pick up. Mm. Um, it's, also, very, it's very much like kind of like the geometry wars of the PSVR launch. It's like that arcadey sort of simple bite-sized thing that I think a lot of people will just like. It reminds me of the iOS game by Terry Cavanaugh. Um, what was it? The, um, Super Hexagon. Yeah, oh, a little bit. For so, some reason, yeah. like in in a, in a, in his term, in as far as like sort of the pick up and play kind of bite-sized, like do a little better each time. Sort mm-hmm. of maybe mm-hmm. I can really get yeah, in the zone right, kind of yeah. thing. Um, it is also like a score attack. It is a like right. look at where you are on your friends list and kind, kind of, of audio visual, you know, experience or whatever. Yeah. So Thumper gave me that relationship mm. back to Super Hex. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Thumper for sure. I mean, I'm day. I'm well, day one. As soon as my VR arrives, I don't want to really play it outside of VR. But um, what about Japan? We get uh, summer, summer lesson. Summer lesson. I'll buy that. I'm going to try right? it. I'll buy that. It's out as of this podcast. Yeah, I yeah. think it like came out a couple days ago by accident. Like, oh really? You could actually download it. You could pre-order it, but, but also... you can't play it outside of VR, can you? Or can you? Oh, uh, I don't think so. I don't Probably think not. so. Yeah. The entire game is shaking your head left or like to the side or up and down. No, so you it's... have like a PDA or something. I don't know what. I, I honestly, <laughs> Still, like, I honestly in don't in know what else it is. This is the game where you're like in a serious game. I'm looking forward to it, right? I think. Or what's that? Basically, this game you're in a room with like a school. She tutors you. I think. I thought you tutor her. You tutor her. You tutor her. Yeah. For a summer. You tutor each other on this podcast. All right. Just, yeah, we'll talk about I'm gonna, next episode. Next episode should be interesting. We'll try out. Yeah. Let's try out whatever weird shit we can from Japan that's not anywhere else. On yeah, yeah there's a thing. couple. I forget what else, but um, we should. D three okay. also has their own like VR summer lesson sort of thing. But Happy I don't know manager that's a thing. Game. Yeah. Yeah. When does that come out? I don't know. Uh, soon, hopefully. Yeah. Um, when can we expect the uh, summer lesson review on Gamespot? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, Forty-eight hours after I return. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Um, Dragon Quest Seven. We don't, I guess, need to talk about that again. A lot of, a lot of people here are playing it, but um, still heavy into it. Thirty-five hours now. Nice. Yeah, Roy, you're, you've it. never really played a Dragon Quest game before, I haven't. right? Yeah. Well, how, are you, how are you liking it as your first Dragon Quest game? Well, like it hasn't been much of a game so far because I'm like, I think I'm in the intro where okay. you don't really do much but like run around and talk to people. How which far is are like, you in? I think like three, maybe four hours. Okay. Um, You're still running around just talking to people. Yeah, I mean, like, well, and I went in. I went, you know, I did. I haven't had a battle yet, is what I mean. Wow, like, I kind of want. Holy shit! Yeah. First no battle's about two hours. Per- per- hours Persona Five is kind of similar in that respect. Did you yeah. have a hard time finding Mirabelle on the boat? When you, when you, they told no, you to go swap actually, the deck or whatever, I found I found that by accident. Like okay. I didn't even know that's what I needed to do to advance. That's just like my yeah. explorer that early, uh, it's, it's very, super very early and spot. it's a little obtuse. This is actually my first Dragon Quest game as well. Oh, wow. and one okay. that I had wrote a few features for. Like, come on, we need this game, and I'm happy to play it. But now I'm like sixty hours in. Whoa, okay. And past me. so by the time that I got jobs, I think it was like forty hours mm-hmm. or so. Yeah, mm-hmm. famously, I was like twenty. 20 maybe yeah I was keeping track I was about 20 25 yeah so it took me I don't know why it took me that long I didn't have to do much grinding well first time it took me a while too I had played it I played through it on PlayStation 1 so I kind of knew what I was doing already so then I got the jobs and it was like two hours in oh I'd mastered this job class Mm -hmm. and then I'd mastered another one like Mm -hmm. it came so fast I felt Mm -hmm. like no attachment and so I feel very weird about this game on the one hand I really like it because the pacing is casual and comfortable on the other hand I also feel like I wasn't playing the game until 
30, 40 hours in. <laughs> right. Well, the, the sort of what is the game kind of right. changes as you play, which is interesting if, as long as the, you know, the stories are kind of engaging, I think. So that's good. But, like, yeah, it becomes a different game once you open up jobs. Um, and it, it becomes a different game again a little bit later on. I don't know how where you are in the story or whatever. We don't need to spoil, but like it's it's one of those games where like it's almost like three different games in one. Just happens yeah. to share the story and the characters mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, three different yeah. very long RPGs. In yeah, one. <laughs> but it's good. It's like I haven't had this feeling in a while where like I'm I'm actively thinking about it when I'm not playing it. Like I want to get home and finish that you oh, know nice. sub story so I can get yeah. on to the next one. Like I'm pretty into it now. So. You played a lot over the over the weekend. I did. Yeah. Like so we had a three day weekend just now. In the first two days. All I did basically was just like either lie on the couch or in bed <laughs> and like play Dragon Quest and like you know wow. do like other stuff. That like I, awesome. I think I got like mm. some junk food and stuff. Like I didn't do anything work related or like social. I didn't go out Very and nice. have like I just played video games. It was great. I think you were tweeting about bed sores or something. <laughs> yeah, well, no, like, I, I, I mentioned like I forgot like because so I had a. a I'll keep this short, but like I had a back thing a couple years ago where I had a slip oh. disc. It was like oh, right, really, really yeah. bad. And I, what I found then is like if you're in bed for too long, it actually hurts. Like yeah. to stay, you're. It's worse to. <laughs> like, and I and I noticed that a little this weekend because I was just like lying down for like ten hours on Saturday, and like I realized like my back started hurting. I was like, okay, yeah, it's not good to be in bed like all day. No. Basically. Nice. All right. Well, this p- <laughs> podcast is not going to overstay its welcome, yeah. JJ, because uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to do some news. So stick around. What do we got? Uh, Famicom Mini. Yeah. Announced with a game lineup. That uh, happened the day the podcast came out. Oh, that's okay. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, about 6,000 yen, about 60 bucks. Um, what's the U.S. one? Same, same price. price. Same, same price. 60 yeah. But the U.S. one comes with the AC adapter. The Japanese one sells it separate. Right. That's right. Oh, but it's USB powered, though. Right, so you don't actually need it, but I mean, have you seen yeah. the packaging? You have to buy it. Like it's, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> it's like the classic Famicom AC adapter package. Only a ga- something a gatherer, gatherer would say. Exactly. <laughs> but the, the um, tiny, tiny controller. It's yeah. tiny, fucking teeny ass tiny controller. Perfect, perfect for my kids. It is good for uh, kids. I think it is good for what, kids. Like the like the old Famicom controller was bad, too big for kids or something. I don't, well, I don't no. think kids no. are gonna want. No, it was fine. These games it was, anyway. the, 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 <laughs> not it was saying, made for kids in the first place. Not saying anything was wrong with the old one, but it is definitely like suitable for small hands. It's not suitable mm. for us, obviously. Uh, Donald Trump would love it then. The little, <laughs> the little one. It, the, the Famicom was already Bigly. made for kids. It was already fine. It, I realized with the form factor, they wanted to have it so it fits in the little thing. Like the yeah, thing I mean, it does. has to be authentic to the... You know. I think it's a mistake. That's I why the Japanese one goes on your shelf, and the U.S. one is the one that you play. I see. Well, uh, on your shelf, then, will be you will not be playing uh, the Japanese-exclusive games, which I'm not sure which they swapped these out for, but... Uh, I so know. Atlantis yeah. Nonazo, you know that. Uh, yep. I mean, you know... 
what that was swapped out for? No, well, I know like Punch Out's not in the Japanese one, uh, and like okay, Japanese, yeah, let's say what's not in the in the Japanese, Japanese one. one gets Final Fantasy three, right, which yeah. never came out in the U.S. We in on Famicom, we get Final Fantasy one, which they don't get. Right. Uh, I know about Punch Out is missing. Uh, we get Star Tropics because that wasn't even a game in Japan. Um, they don't. Um, ER Kung Fu Japan gets right. They get ER Kung Fu. They get like I think a River City game maybe. Yeah, yeah Crash yeah, Two games. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, really? Wait, yeah, there's um, River City Ransom, and there's also the this guy, Crash and the Boys. Yeah. River oh, City is that Crash and the Boys? Yeah, Crash yeah. and the Boys Street Challenge is in there. Nice. It's a great addition. But wow. Okay. And no, Solomon's no. Key, did we already talk about that? No. That is actually one of my favorite NES games, too, so I'm yeah. kind of bummed we don't get that one, but that game is really good. But, Some big um, uh, Game Center CX classics yeah. on yeah. this list. Lannis No Nazo, too, yeah. I, yeah. Like, your Kung Fu and uh, Lannis No Nazo, like... I feel like they could have gotten some. Yeah, that's a real punch. Well, those are some really shitty games. Good... <laughs> They're meaningful to Japanese players, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. understand that. The same thing with the. Yeah. Well, oh. uh, well, Year Kung Fu, I can kind of mm. get your thing. It's still. I mean, I like that game. It was good in the arcade. They, you at the know, time. they're trying to. I think they if did you this. You were older, in, JJ. They did, I, I preferred Karate understand. Champ. I don't know. They did this in Karate both territories, but they made it more obvious with the marketing in Japan. But they tried to get a couple games from every year for the ten-year span of 1983 oh. to 1990. Oh, I did not actually realize. Wow. That. Yeah, yeah, so that's why case, stuff like that is beginning. in there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. realize that in either case. Yeah, that's wow. why. It go, that's why like Mario Open Golf is in there or whatever because like they needed games from like 1993 or 92 or whatever. Like there's a sumo wrestling game too, which I don't. Was it? Okay, I brought up that same one and I asked. I asked, I asked Masa. He said it's really fun. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? So it was it popular is. here. And it, okay. it was popular here, yeah. Uh, no Castlevania 2. Sorry, guys. Um, so if you had to choose one... Yeah. Which which one? Well, I would get the US one because the controllers, A, are normal size. B, you can use them on the Wii U. Uh, and then uh, uh, C... But right, you can't in the Japanese one because no, it's No, because attached. they're wired to yeah. the thing. That's weird. But then see, um, you know, there's actually a couple of games. I don't, I don't know that I'm really gonna play them here. I mean, it's apparently the emulation is really good, like very, right. very perfect, basically. Yes. Whereas we use like NES emulation, it's kind of crap. So, um, I actually I own a physical copy, but I never really played through Star Tropics, so I kind of want to play that, mm. and I might play a couple games on there. I think mm. it'd be cool, kind of fun to just like play on NES over the holidays. You know what I mean? Right. Like kind of yeah. like nostalgic feeling. So sure. One weird thing about that, it's not really a deal breaker by any means, but in order to access the menu to use save states, you have uh, to yeah. press the reset button on the that console is weird. to go to the right. menu. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Minor, 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 minor caveat. I wonder why they did I mean I wonder if there were other things like well, probably things that could impact the game, I guess, would if you had like pull press Select and start and A at the same time. Right, I'm guessing they didn't want to with. add a home button to the controller right. or whatever. No, that 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 I can understand, but um, I definitely see how that could be a deal breaker for some. But for me, oh, no, no, like no, yeah. in my Japanese apartment where I could practically reach my TV <laughs> by just like yeah. you know putting my arm yeah. forward, like it's not a big deal. So, um, so uh, moving on, a lot of VR talk at the uh, Oculus. What was the name of their uh, event? Oculus Connect. Yeah, um, I think this is the third one, maybe. Yeah. Um, and John Carmack, I thought this is a totally like yep. valid quote. It's kind of nice to see him saying this, actually saying that VR devs are quote coasting on novelty unquote. I'm glad he said um, that too. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the saying the initial wonder of some being something people have never seen before. They're they're coasting on, but we need to start judging ourselves not on a curve but an absolute sense. Can you do something in VR that has the same value or more value than what these other non-VR things have done. Um, this is in the gameindustry.biz uh, story I'm quoting, which is a 
totally valid thing. I mean, we talked about that a lot on this podcast. It's like you're only going to get along so long with like the, oh, hey, it's a card game, but now it's in VR like yep. thing. It's like, no, wait, well, why is it better? Like, why am I playing this? Like, right. the wow factor is going to get old really fast. So, um, so yeah, we need to start seeing some quote unquote like real meaty VR experiences which i think we are they're just like few and far between i think we're starting to see them now with the psvr and um hopefully we'll continue to see them we'll see yeah it's a challenge for me because i have been using and like i'm sure some of you guys have as well you've been playing these games for a few years now but when you're talking to an audience who is just experiencing them for the first time Mm -hmm. i'm a pretty cynical person unfortunately but (laughs) that comes across quite a bit when i'm talking about these games that are just you know a simple light gun game like on rush of blood right for some people it's amazing but Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't realize until like I saw the giant bomb stream that that game was basically like a um, uh, like a rail a rail shooter, like yeah. a light gun game, basically. Yeah. And it's and it's frankly, I think, worse than something like even the original Time Crisis or Virtual Cop Two or House of Dead. Like well, Virtual House, uh, Virtual Cop is a pretty those are good all game. Amazing those are all games. great. And yes, yeah. and they're also twenty years old. Right. So where True. are the devs now doing something? Does it start to get weird later on or something? Like so the really final... like, fuck with your head kind no, of thing. No, no. I mean, like there are some hallucinatory things, but that literally means a thing you cannot interact with, oh. something you can see, but. Right. It's not even implied that it's hallucinatory. It just kind of seems that way. Uh. The final level does have something that deviates from you're in a house of horrors thing. Okay. It goes into maybe like hell if you you know want to categorize it that way. Spoiler. Oh. God. Spoiler. You can choose. You can go to the level select from the main menu right when you start the game. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. You can go to the final level. You can just go to the final level. It's a it's a joke. Weird. I think the game's kind of a joke. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway. Uh. Also from that. Oculus Connect. I heard about this video and I meant to watch it before I we watched talked it. And I haven't seen it, so let's just say what it is real okay. quick. It's basically uh, Zuckerberg or Zuck, as you call him, JJ. Yeah, came out at uh, Oculus Connect and showed off some uh, kind of like a social uh, potential futuristic it's like yeah. a sizzle video, kind of like a. Well, uh, they they did like a live demo of this kind of. It's almost like a VR oh, chat room, right? Okay, <laughs> um, yes. and. Uh, when I, I saw screenshots or saw pictures from the conference, and I was like, okay, that's stupid. Um, but if you watch the demo, it's actually pretty incredible. Like they I heard good things. Yeah. You uh, when you talk, the avatars move their mouths like they talk, and like your facial expressions and all that stuff are like all mapped to the avatar. You and like it, it's like you're actually talking to another person. Right. Um, they just look like an Xbox avatar. Yeah, they kind of do. Um, you can uh, watch video together in VR. You can hold the screen and zoom the screen up and down to create a private movie theater. In virtual space, you have the ability to host things like virtual card games or chess. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you – the one thing I don't get with the facial expression thing, are you choosing that? Like choosing an emoticon? No, I think – you have some I, kind I, of no, facial scanner I, I, or something, Yeah, I right? think that it's, it's probably part of their new like – a retina scanning and all that stuff they have a camera inside the oh so this is not with the current I don't think so hardware um, but um, it was incredible because like you know you, because of the touch controllers can tell where your fingers are like right. people will like point at stuff it like it looked really natural and like that's I, cool I could, you could see how this would work in like an MMO or something like that mm-hmm. where you're like role playing or whatever which right. could be really cool if you're like there's o- that Steam game that came out recently that I know they were talking about a lot on Giant Bomb what was it called like Playroom not, not Playroom I'm thinking of the PSVR thing, but do you know the game I'm talking about where it's just like a it's it's Oculus like social game? No, uh, I've seen I that. Think it's Vive. That's the one a... where they 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 streamed the uh, the debate on. 
So the one I'm thinking of is where you literally have a bunch of interactive toys that you can oh, be in okay. a different location and play with somebody. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That was the, the old touch controller um, right. you know, toy box or whatever. Yes. Um, this is a Vive game. I'm not sure if it's in early access or it's out. Um, if I'm the only one who knows about it, I'm just going to stop talking about it because I don't know that much about I don't know it, it. Except that people were were really into it because it was exploring this kind of like having a social space together with people you're seeing an avatar of people that are like they're like some simple paintball games and things you can play within the game but the thing that people were really most excited about was uh was the the social space stuff i think it's called rec room or something i'll I'll look it up um so uh but yeah a lot cooler than i expected it was going to be yeah uh so 200 bucks for oculus touch controllers which comes with another camera as well it comes with another camera but does not enable room scale VR the same way Vive Unless you buy another... A third camera. uh, What's the point of the second camera then? (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. Probably to track both controllers, I'm assuming. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that... I was surprised. I, th- I mean, I, really there was expensive. like a leak before it's that. a lot of I was money. Like, that, yeah, I mean, when you add that up, it's like more they're, than the... They're very the sophisticated controllers, country. more than the Vive ones. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, I mean... I hear they're really nice, I will the say. The barrier to entry is pretty high. I hear they're pretty damn pretty nice. Uh, they launched this December for $199. Uh, comes bundled with VR Sports Challenge and The Unspoken. Um, yeah, it supports 360 degrees of play by putting a sensor behind you. And then there's a room scale option with a third sensor if you have the space. So that's pretty interesting and a pretty big deal. Um, it remains to be seen how much that's supported um yeah it does put the price point above the vive um and i I still even if after all that i would still say the vive is the better vr helmet but um Mm. so december 6th 1999 um and i know i saw this probably isn't in here but i saw something from steam dev days too that they partnered with somebody to make a subsidizing yeah. PC, yeah. Yeah. So what it's like uh, who was it with? Do you remember? I think it might partner? be Alienware. Alienware. It was like a um uh like an entry level like VR like off the shelf. Okay, I don't know what I need to pl- to play Vive. Mm. Okay, here, buy this. It's like the PC Boom. and the Vive stuff for about 11.50. So $1,150. Oh, the the yes. Vive shit. Wow. That's that ain't bad. How the Decent. hell are they doing that? I for? think I might be a little bit off on the price, but I believe that's that's what Okay. So wait, so what's the it's a, is it just you just buy the thing? You said it was like some sort of. It's like a PC the, and a and, Oculus. Or, oh, and a, or, and a you don't have to like subscribe to anything or anything. No, like no, it's they're literally partnering just to get more units out there. I think they're struggling in terms of brand recognition outside yeah. of like people like us. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Um, Oculus Rift has a new minimum spec uh, and a five hundred dollar entry level PC. This is good news. So I think everybody's identifying. Okay, now we got our things out. Now it's a matter of okay. How do we get one into like a normal person's home? The video um, card that you need now is like a hundred and twenty dollar video card. Uh, okay, so. this reminds me of when I was like twelve and I was like all excited about the new PCs that came out at the like you know six hundred dollars and you could play Ultima Five on it or whatever. <laughs> it's like the same thing basically. It's like we, uh, we have a Voodoo Three somewhere here in the office. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> fresh retail source JJ Winner in this week's NX rumor mongering news section <laughs> what did we call it whatever it was uh it was uh, i don't remember but here comes fleetwood mac boom um so let's see what is it this time the moderating team on the NX subreddit this is like claimed to have details. Wait, what? <laughs> this, is, this is like the this weakest ass rumor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is oh the weakest God. ass shit. 
claim to have details from a source at a major retailer. Um, I don't. Do we even want to? This is not. It's even, like details of like advertisement campaigns. that apparently still has NX on it. Like that just seems far fetched. Yeah. No, that was so. It was so obviously <laughs> BS. Come on. Even the the tagline was what was it? Interact with. Uh, was it to interact, interact with your, your game on the go? Yeah. Like that doesn't sound like something anyone with any marketing skill would like put out as like <laughs> no, a like is, a thing. It's like, funny yeah. too because the other ones seem like things where it's like we let's safely just say things. It's like yeah. Mario launch title reportedly prominent on early posters. Yeah. Uh, base price. <laughs> at least four games on deck for launch. You honestly, think they're making posters right <laughs> Demo now? Demo units in stores in February. Base price of three hundred dollars. It's like let's just take like a bunch of guesses yeah, and yeah. Uh, report. It's always them fun as. when like people who don't have any idea how things work in the real world like. Trying to make up rumors. 4K streaming mention. I, yeah, well. I anyway. will say, though, this leak kind of gave me the idea. I bet they call it the Nintendo Go. I think we mentioned that oh. on the podcast once before. Really? Somebody well, now I feel like that's probably what it's going to be called. Nintendo Go. And you heard it here first, right. JJ. Makes sense. Called Ninten- oh, right after the Pokemon Nin- Go. Nintendo. Nintendo. <laughs> um, video. 1990 Super Famicom launch promo video saved from obscurity. Uh, Wait, what? So, yeah, this is a, uh, you know... Uh, in America, we were accustomed to getting those Nintendo Power videos that were just like these crazy 90s things of people talking about Super Nintendo games and all that sort of stuff. We haven't seen a lot of that from Japan, so looks like they found one from pre-Super Nintendo launch, Super Famicom launch. Really? Uh, of, it's like an hour-long video. It's on YouTube. I'll, I'll put Whoa. a link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, where like yeah. it's just like footage of games and like this dude dressed up as a bat, and then at the end, <laughs> there's like... Uh, apparently Sakurai. Yeah, Sakurai is in it. Um, oh, wow. who, is he like appara- six? Apparently he looks older in the video than he does now. <laughs> I don't know how that works. This Maybe you put the stone mask Benjamin on. Button. Yeah, that's right. They say that in this uh, Nintendo Life story. Look, somehow looks younger now than he did 26 years ago. Um, let's see. Uh, tape features Super Mario World, F-Zero, Pilot Wings, Populous, Greatest 3, Final Fight, Actraiser, basically a shitload of early games. I, I watched that video, and it is amazing to see a panel of four people, four Japanese people, try to be excited about Populous. <laughs> like they are doing their absolute best. And the game, I didn't know this. Everything was in English. Oh, so like the menus are coming. Yeah, oh, the wow. Japanese well, the version they were playing on that tape, and it was all in English. And so you'd see, I mean, it's popular, so you'd see a lot of nothing happen on screen. And then it'd be like, yeah. and after, you know, dun, enough dun, time goes by, dun, dun, you can bring dun, in a flood. And then the girl would be like, oh no, they all died. <laughs> and then, like, once you're done playing, you can just hit the Armageddon button, and look, everybody joins up, and they have one final, ba- one final battle. And then he wins, and he says, I guess I won. <laughs> and they just move on. <laughs> JJ, do you want to uh, talk about this uh, final uh, story here about uh, the Super, Super Mario, Mario Brothers World? So it's it's not Super Mario Brothers. It's not Super Mario World. It's no. Super Mario Brothers World Record. Super Mario One, which is was up until like a couple months ago, thought to have been like basically humans can't get a time faster than this. Mm-hmm. But in the last few weeks, apparently a, a guy who uh, I, I don't know his name. It's written in the article. Um, who is like kind of like a glitch finder? He like yeah. all he does is like goes into games and finds glitches for speedrunners. Darbian, he lives in the network. He, uh, no, Darbian's the guy who's the world record holder right now. Um, right. Oh, okay, so there's Cosmic, there's Darbian, whatever. Anyways, um, so in the past few weeks, they found out that there was so there was a trick that it was previously thought only doable in task runs where you can hit the block at a, in a certain way and do something to basically on the flat when you get to the flagpole you hit the block and then warp onto the flagpole basically kind of hmm. skipping the flagpole 
Um, and it was previously only thought to be doable by a task machine, but this guy figured out that if, you know, he made a routine, basically, like a training regimen almost, <laughs> to be like, this be like is how Rocky. you guys Cue can do Rocky. it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Cue the and so, like, these guys, at, he, like, made a program to <laughs> help people train on how to get the glitch going. And so these two guys have been kind of trading times back and forth because they've been starting to use this glitch. It's only, like, usable in two areas right now, and they're working on a third. But, like, every single time they update their world record time, it's, like, very few fractions of a second. It's, like... Like they're counting yeah, forty two frames. frames ahead of his previous best time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um so it's like <laughs> with the, the 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 thing about like speedruns and stuff like that is that like, you know, like Super Mario sixty four is, is very much it's like a marathon with a lot of skill, but Super Mario is is very much like every single frame counts and there could be a point where you just cannot get any faster. It's so at like, sub five five minutes right yeah. now. It's at like four the the the, yeah. the this basically all of this that we're talking about knocked it down from like four minutes fifty seven seconds to four minutes fifty six seconds. Yeah, <laughs> but it's the, it's the sub second thing. It's, it's not even it's a, a full second. Like sub seconds now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like every single little millimeter that they move is like it's just incredible how you can just get like the time yeah. is so uh, it's, it's I, fucking it's, crazy. It's mind blowing. Yeah, it's a sprint. It's like the hundred meter dash yeah. of, of speed runs. But uh, but yeah, it's something that everybody out there is trying to do so any little thing like this that's it's pretty crazy it is interesting like more and more you see uh, every year at the games done quick and stuff like that so the tasks the tool assisted runs where people just get into the code and figure out the fastest way to do things like they're doing that and then taking those tricks and using them back in the regular speed runs now that's happening more and more and so you're it's getting really like crazy esoteric the things that people are doing i mean the the zelda uh, uh ocarina of time run has been that way for a while yeah. now where they started using these like really fucking crazy um things to like overload yeah it gets to the, the point where it's like are you even playing the game tell what's going on yeah. sometimes to, to a different degree but it's interesting to watch in a different way yeah so oh, it's yeah. pretty cool uh but yeah like the these these runs always happen where they have like a pulse meter. They right. like keep track of their pulse while they're they playing. Keep track of their, their <laughs> and like went up to like 160 when this guy Serbian wrote the yeah. record. It's like ridiculous. It's pretty amazing that you can keep it together. Yeah, under that that kind of pressure, uh, like we do every other week. JJ here yes. on the Eight Four Play podcast. Uh, <laughs> why don't you tell people where they can find us? You can find us on our website, 8-4.jp, um, our second home, giantbomb.com, um, and we also have a NeoGAF thread. Go there. We have a Facebook. Uh, search for 8 4 play uh, Twitter, at 8 4 play Mine is at SPRSK. I'm at Mark MacD. At Timely Howard. PC Brown. John TV. Kotowari. And, and this uh, Sunday, two days from when this podcast comes yes. out, um, if things go well and people are good, then uh, JJ and I will be guesting on the Nintendo World Reports. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Child's Play Telethon thing that they do every year. Live yep. podcast, seventh annual. Uh, we'll be on if if they get enough money by a certain amount of time. And I don't know what that is. Go to yeah. Nintendo World Report to find out. But if they get a certain amount of money by a certain time... 
we'll uh, guest on the Famicast uh, segment, which is their sort of Japan podcast thing. So yes. it's I all for a good cause. Talk about the Zelda concert. Uh, That's the same Sunday. day. So, so we talk about that, we'll talk about that next uh, right yeah. next episode. I got to get up at the butt crack of dawn to do that podcast because yeah. it's American time. So we'll be up like doing that. If we do it, we'll be doing it at like eight a.m. here, and then I, that evening. I'll be up anyways. That evening, eight a.m. It's usually like five a.m. or something. No, it's usually a little late. No, dude, I've woken up for that like three years in a row, and I like see the sun coming up. Usually, it's definitely not has not been eight a.m. Well, that night is the thirtieth anniversary Zelda concert. So yeah, you know that album is like that was. I, I saw it made the top ten. Yeah, of, it, was, yep, it was number ten best-selling album yep. in Japan. God bless, wow. God bless wow. Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think a lot of albums like sell physically anymore, so that I, might be part of it. But yeah, well, there's a lot of uh, the AKB type shit out there. <laughs> Any anime stuff is a lot of true, anime stuff. True. Is mixed true. Up, true. new albums. I bought it. Well. Yeah, nice. that I was surprised to see her back. Um, another two things not related to us at all, but Dragon Quest Builders just came out in America. Nice, right? Mm. Buy it. Yes, that's yeah. a good fucking game. Do you know? Do you know what you guys gave it? Uh, it's a review in progress at the moment. Okay. Someone's okay, still okay. working on it. Cool. And uh, buy God of Protectors. Cause That's right. You God of Protectors is awesome. Buy it. And buy Res Infinite. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Two copies. Buy, buy them together. Buy them, yeah. Uh, save one for the holidays. Stocking yeah. stuffers. Yeah, perfect stocking stuffer. Um, I think that's about it. Peter, do you want to plug anything that you're working on? Anything that uh, people should look forward to that you grabbed while you're here that you'll... They'll see on the site or the new podcast. Nothing. I don't know. I'm you working. <clears throat> I've got a long form feature I'm working on called Nostalgia. <clears throat> pardon me. Nostalgia Bound: Preserving Video Game Preservation in Print. Wait. Preserving. preserving? Preservation. Wow. That sounds. <laughs> a, this is what awesome. happens when you guys get meta. The strong. No. Is this preserving video game history in print. Frank special. Uh, no, no. I uh, so last time I saw you guys uh, last year, yeah. I had that Famicom uh, photography book. Yes. Uh, there's people doing sort of like history of localization things. Yep. I'm focusing on people preserving video game history in print because I think it's a nice. decent way to you know carry this stuff forward into the future. Very cool. So excuse my sort of mumbo jumbo a moment ago, but yeah, I take this stuff seriously. So no, absolutely. Hopefully, a month that's or two awesome. from now, uh, we'll have something to show. Cool, awesome. Cool. And um, I guess that's about it. So uh, until two weeks from now, who wants to take us out? Surrender or die in obscurity. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that.
the girls we meet. You got your steady cause